Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Happy uh, Memorial Day weekend, everybody. You know what I just realized? What? We're all brewcasters. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, welcome to the Sunday show, otherwise known as the session, otherwise known as the Sunday session, otherwise known as the best show in beer radio. That's right. (laughs) Coming at you live every Sunday from Pacheco, California. That'd be a big business card. The best show in beer radio? Or if I said all of that? Yeah, you'd have all of them. It would be a big card. Hey, welcome everybody. We got a good show planned for you today. Other than the fact that it's just me and JP in the studio today. We don't have anybody else hanging out. No, we don't, but half of, uh, half of our clan is in, Whoa. is in Cabo. <laughs> is not, it Friday not, again? Not the clan. <laughs> oh. Half of our clan is in Cabo. There's a big bachelor party. JP and I weren't invited. It's That's true. Good. Well, I hear it takes money to go to those things anyway, and neither of us work at a high paying job, so. Yeah, or like barely at all. Yeah. So, what worked barely at all? Or? Yeah. Okay. So we didn't get to go, no. but that's all right. So Doctor Scott, though, he said he might be showing up a little bit later in the show. His plane is supposed to land right now. Oh man! And he said he was going to head straight here, but he will have been in Cabo for two days or three days by now. Uh, I don't think he's going to be in very good shape. A dog so, tired, Doctor Scott. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but he's uh, working on showing up. Hey, our number is 888-401-BEER if you want to give us any calls today, ask us any questions. We got an interesting show for you today. It's the Hippie Crybaby Show because we're doing uh, organic beers with Seven Bridges Co-op. And you guys know that this is right up my alley. I've been wanting to do this show for a while, and uh, I'm happy to have Nilia from Seven Bridges Co-op is going to be joining us at about 530, and we're going to be talking organic beers. I'd like to interrupt you. Go ahead. We have a very special guest on the phone right now. Is that and right? you're never going to guess who it is. Hmm. I'll tell you what. It's not Chad. I'm it's guessing not it's me. not Crazy Jack. It's not Crazy Jack either. Let me check. Caller, you're on the air. What's happening? Hi, honey. 
Oh, oh. Brewcaster D. <laughs> it's not just you and JP hanging out, it's us too here in Germany. Oh, this is wonderful because I was feeling like crap having to look at JP over here <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> well, just imagine me sitting on a seat now. Oh, that's great. Hey, JP, could you put Daniela's picture that's on Thug Bitch over your face? So that I, I can <laughs> pretend that I'm... Ta- oh, that's perfect. Just wear that on your face for the rest of the show, <laughs> and I'll speak to Daniela. <laughs> this is wonderful. Hey, how's Germany going? Oh, Germany's going great, but I have to apologize. I'm quite hammered, actually. Really? <laughs> Don't hold it against me if I speak any bullshit. Were you out drinking all night, then? Yeah, I gotta admit. Beer gardens? Mm, no, not beer gardens, just like really good bars. But it's Sunday, you know what else they're going to do in Germany on a Sunday night? Nothing. Kill Jews. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. And you're not allowed to say that yeah, while I'm you're sorry. wearing Daniela's picture on your face. <laughs> Is JP wearing my picture on his face now? Yeah, he's a lot more attractive <laughs> now. And you know who I'm with? Who are you with? With Flo, the German beer expert. Oh, man. I bet you that new listeners don't even know who Flo is. He was like our first uh, guest, our first German beer expert ever to be on the show with us. That was That's cool. Is he drunk, too, then? <laughs> he is totally effed up, really. He's just <laughs> looking at me smiling with his stupid <laughs> beer face. <laughs> that's wonderful. It's great. Well, what would you like to hey, say to the listeners? In the I'm in the chat room as well, so uh-huh. people are asking me what we were drinking. Of course, we're gonna we are drinking Augustiner Barina? Lager beer. Ah. Cheers to you guys! Hey, Cheers. that's a good Hellas right there. It's oh, it's a fantastic Hellas. It's my favorite. I drank. Uh, We've been through a lot of Hellas tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I drank one the other day. You guys said you had brought me one last time, and uh, I just drank it the other day. It you was... kept that till now. Yeah. I kept it in the fridge, you. you know, and then I was like, ah, it's going to go bad. Yeah, it's, no, it should be good. Come on, if it's any, if it's worth its weight, right? Yeah. No, it was great. It was still great. It was fantastic. Well, do you have anything hey, you'd hey, like to say to the listeners? Hey, organic talk tonight. Why, how come you keep talking over me? It's just like you're here. It's just like you're back at <laughs> Pushing the, you around. It's like you're back at home again. Yeah. You know, I can't get a word what in. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I wanted that you haven't been on the air for a long time. I thought maybe you'd have some nice things to say to the listeners. I love you. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and all, and 100% That's genuine, nice I think, too. That's if you were out for 10 hours drinking. Did you work on that speech all day? <laughs> what can I say to the listeners? I, well, let me tell you about my day. Okay. I woke up around 11 a.m., yeah. met up with my friends at 12. Uh-huh. We had beer. Had <laughs> beer at 12. Ever since. Oh, man. And what time is it there now? Like 1? 2.08. 2.08 in the a.m., Mm-hmm. Man, that's so late. that's fourteen hours of Bavarian beer. A lot of Bavarian beer. Can't be that much because hey, you can no still add. Know if I can, uh, can I turn up the volume so I can listen to you guys, or is that gonna give a bad echo on you? No, you can't do it while you're on the phone with us. Can't do it. Hey, so we're doing this organic beer show. I know, and this is why I'm here because I'm excited about the topic. All right. Yes, we've got Seven Bridges Co-op going to be on the line with us later on, and we're going to be talking organic beers. Oh, that's terrific, really. Now, are you staying with us to host the show, or are you just calling in and saying hello? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with you guys as long as I can, and I might pass out eventually. <laughs> I apologize for that. So if I don't respond anymore in a chat room, please don't hold against me. It's just me passing out. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you think you think you think Bub is in the bathroom, like cutting himself right now, crying? Probably. 
Oh my god, it's, it's coming true! How have you been, my hairy little friend? Hairy? <laughs> it's been a long time since you've seen me. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. My German roommate just went back to Germany today. Went back to Munich. Did she? Mm-hmm. Thought Did she turn out to be hot? What's that? Is she, Is she hot? She's alright, yeah. There's like this exodus right. happening. Everyone's going back to the fatherland. Nate and Silky, uh, you know, uh, you guys remember Nate, uh, he used to do our chat room for us. Him and his wife, they're headed back to Germany. Your roommate, Daniela. Yeah. What's with the, what's going on in Germany that's so, such a big Something deal? Something we don't know about. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm telling you, it's been a blast, really. Uh, Germany's quite cool. Nice. Is this the first time you've spoken English in a while, or what, what's going no, on? No, no, all of my coworkers are British and American. They're actually making fun of me for my kind of American accent and American words I use, like totally and awesome. They're making fun of me for that. <laughs> do you use totally all the time? I do. I totally do. <laughs> totally do. not to anymore. That's totally awesome. And I yeah. work quite loosely with the F word, and they were the British get quite upset. Really? Because you're dropping F-bombs? Well, they're all stuffy asses anyway, so yeah. who cares? Nah, F those guys. Yeah, F them. Every time they get mad, just say F you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make friends here. Oh, I see. No, so it's not the first time I speak English. I speak English every day. I have one uh, office mate, and he's from Britain. He doesn't speak a word German. He's been in Germany for the past three years. Okay. Hasn't picked up the language at all. What nice. a small. Yeah, he's a right. nice guy, but that's kind of dumb if you ask me. I would say so. Yeah. It's like dealing with JP. What? He hasn't learned English yet either. <laughs> it's like feeling JP. <laughs> hey, let me get through some of these announcements, then we'll find out what else is happening with you. Um, All right. A couple of things people were asking me about. Um, you know, I was supposed to get the pre-sale Jamil books up in the store, and I have them there, but JP and I were having problems uh, figuring out international shipping. I think we've now figured it out. Have we figured it out, JP? I thought we did, yeah. All right. I so think we did. I, I can activate the store tonight if we've figured it out. Yeah, I so, think so. So hang in there. I might even be able to do it at one of the breaks, and I'll do it during the show. We'll take a long break, and That'd I'll be cool. set it up. So the Jamil books will be available. Um, I just We didn't want to screw it up because what was going to happen was that people uh, from weren't going to be able to order outside of the country, and I knew I was going to catch hell for that. Oh, yeah, you would. So I <laughs> figured I'd better wait. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to happen. Uh, our, we will have some shirts for sale on the weekend of the anniversary party. I'm going to be bringing them out to the anniversary show. Great. And uh, we'll be selling them there, and I will put what's left up in the store after that. Plus, I've got more on order. And those are these new Brewing Network Army shirts. I think JP, I think Daniela just farted into the phone. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that, but I did. Uh, I heard something, huh? and, and now that you... Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, listen. Sorry, I was talking to Flo. If you're going to have a conversation over there, put it on mute. Hey, how's Jamil doing? Uh, Jamil's doing great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, too. <laughs> Sorry, how are you doing? Uh, I, I'm fine, thank you. But uh, really, how's Jamil? <laughs> Jamil's been doing fantastic. His show is uh, one of the top-rated shows on the Brewing Network. <laughs> the top rated show. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers in a while. <laughs> yeah. I think he's that's some fuzzy <laughs> well, math. Check up the numbers. Still do. I think he's it's fudging those simple. numbers. <laughs> 
number one show, my ass. Number one. This isn't going to turn into lunch meat real quick, I can tell. Yeah. I'm sick. I feel like I'm going to uke across the desk here. And I feel great. JP's great. F you, yeah. JP. Thank you. But we do have a good show planned for you anyway. Uh, l- uh, let's see. Anniversary update. Let me let you guys know. Yeah, do Again, that. Uh, seven breweries will be bringing special beers there. Seven? All named after the Brewing Network. Some of them brewed specifically for the event. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Some beers that aren't even uh, like... Uh, normally distributed out of their local areas are going to be down at this thing. So those of you who are attending the event are going to get treated to some some fantastic beer that you wouldn't find elsewhere. Can you do some name dropping? A little couple breweries here that might might surprise everyone? I don't know if there's any big surprises. Uh, Schooners, you know, they were on the show not too long Mm -hmm. ago. Uh, Award-winning brewery, fantastic beer. They're supposed to send some beer down. Downtown Joe's. That's cool. That's on the down low because I don't even know if they're allowed to send beer out of now. Oh. So don't tell anybody that I just told you. Okay. Between you and me. Uh, what else? Yeah, and a few others. You know, Sean O'Sullivan brewed us a beer. Drake's brewed us a beer specifically for the party. So Roger will be bringing that down. You'll get to meet Roger's ass. Uh, <laughs> Roger and Roger's ass. If you hang out long enough. Jack should make a puppet, a Roger's ass puppet. That's a good idea. I think it so, would just too. Be like a talking ass. Yeah, just, just two butt cheeks. <laughs> Maybe with a little butthole in there. Uh, what else? The Brewing Network Band, which I think is going to become known as the Session Band, there you go. will be playing live at the event. And we've got a hell of a set list for you, so you guys aren't going to want to miss that. That uh, band consists of myself, uh, John, and Doc. And we got Schumann from Cold Hot Crash on the bass. Schumann. We got a celebrity bass player, which is pretty cool. <laughs> He's like slumming it for the night. Yeah. Uh, plus, of course, Cold Hot Crash is headlining the whole event. They'll be playing near the end of the show. All of this will be broadcast live along with video uh, out across the web. So just like last year, you guys will get to see the whole thing. Um, what else do we have going on? Uh, there will be no competition. We had talked about doing that homebrew competition. Yeah. I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, just uh. legit. <laughs> Whoa. That, uh, wow, that had some distance to it. I don't think that one was Daniela. I hope not, because that would be disgusting yeah. if that second one was you. <laughs> Yeah, I just licked the fuzzy. Uh. That one's blue. Okay. <laughs> Good man. Sorry, keep going. It's quite interesting. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's so good to have you back on the show. Hey, uh, so is D drunk of the week or what? I think she might be. It'll only be the second time you've made it to drunk of the week, Daniela. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna play my song for me. <laughs> I can't. Let me get your song ready while I finish up uh, the rest here. Drunk of the Week song, right? Of course, the Drunk of the Week song. What other song would I play for you? Nazi song. Soap and Water. Oh, yeah. The Soap and Water song. <laughs> Titties and Beer. I could play any one of the... I don't, I've got to find the Drunk of the Week song. Oh, man. I hate it when this happens. Hmm. When you're in Neptitude shows. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did I use that word correctly, Chad? Chad, the producer, doesn't know. <laughs> yes, okay, good. Chad, the producer, is lucky he knows his name. You just look like I threw a shoe at him. Like, oh. Yes, so, Daniela, it's Chad's second week as a producer in training of our show. What do you think about that? How is he doing? He did pretty good last week, actually. This week, he doesn't have a... Are we paying him any money? No, no, no. Good. 
good. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, not poking him in, in, in the cheek with a stick. He's an intern. So it's a bonus. You know. I can't... F- I'll find Drug of the Week for you later, okay? I can't find it right now. Uh, what else? Okay. Oh, make sure you take BART to the event uh, when we do the anniversary party out at the Bistro because everybody who shows up with their BART ticket is not only a smart person who's not going to drive their drunk ass home... Me. ...but gets a discount on their first beer. Yeah. So show up with your BART ticket, get a discount. Vic's being real cool about that uh, down there at the Bistro. I think we're setting up an after party, JP. Cool. I did find a hall that's like right across the street where we can set up homebrew and stuff. Everyone Whoa. can kind of bring their homebrew down and we'll be able to do some tasting. I just got to find out uh, how much the guy wants for us to rent it for a few hours after the show. I think at that point in the night, though, my friend, it won't be tasting so much as blindly consuming. Whatever. Okay. It works for me yeah. and we need a place to do it. So I yeah. think we're going to rent ourselves a hall right across the street. Ooh. So we're working on that. It'll be sponsored. Thing in there. Yes. Uh, our first uh, brew cast that aired on our new AM station here in San Francisco yesterday, AM 1550. Uh, that's our new home of the Brewcast since Free FM flipped last week. So uh, I know that people are having trouble listening to it over the internet, and that's because they haven't set up the stream to to play what's over the airwaves yet. They have two separate things going on there. They got an internet station and they got the airwaves and they don't line up together. I'm told that I will be the only show on the entire station that gets simulcast both on the internet stream and over the airwaves. Really? Yeah, they're going to make a special exception for my show because they know about uh, our listeners all over the place and they know from the free FM show that uh, a lot of people log in and want to hear it. So they're going to make an exception for my hour. Hey, look at hey, all right. Hey, thank you. You know, you're very Appreciate welcome. That. Yeah. yeah. So, uh hang in there though because since they've never done it before, they got to figure it out. So, uh, I'm hoping by next week we'll we'll actually be uh over the internet so you guys will be able to catch that. And I think that's it as far as announcements. Geist wants you to re-announce the time of the anniversary party, okay. even though I think he's the only one who doesn't know what time it starts. Well, the actual show is going to start just like every other Sunday show. We'll start the broadcast at 5 p.m., but there will be sort of a meet and greet. Everyone can start gathering and hanging out uh, by 4 Okay. So, nice hour before, everyone can get their buzz going. We're going to have some games going on when we start the broadcast. Of course, we'll be doing Beer Jeopardy. Producer Chad will be there in the in the uh, room looking for contestants. Uh, so, you're going to want to show up early for that. That's at 4 o'clock. Um, and then we start the broadcast at 5. I imagine this thing is going to go till 9-ish. Are we so. going to play the uh, the official lunch meat, lunch meat post-show game? The uh, the roll the condom on JP. <laughs> I think that it wouldn't <laughs> be it wouldn't be an anniversary party without it, JP. Great. <laughs> so dandy. We'll be doing that. Daniela, you uh, get your flight for the anniversary party. <laughs> yeah. It's just like old times. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nothing. Falling asleep when you're doing stuff, huh? Nothing, babe. You're fine. <laughs> No, I was just telling the guys in the chat room, I can't make it for the anniversary party. My company forced me to go to Denmark for business. I was trying to come, yeah. but um, I have to go to Denmark, unfortunately. I'm really, really disappointed I can't make it. You want me to talk to George Bush and see if I can't get Denmark bombed between now and then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got That's some actually extra... A good idea. He's got some extra bombs laying around. Yeah. Speaking of bombs, have you seen that video? Terrorists in Denmark. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to rid the world of the Danish terrorists. Yeah. 
<laughs> Have you seen that video going around that he was at Bush's press conference last week? He was, you know, listening to a question or being asked a question, and some bird took a dump on his arm. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> a good one. That's great. <laughs> Oh, it's good. Hey, if you go to Crotchrot's site right now, you guys know a longtime listener, helper of the show, content creator, uh, extraordinaire. Crotchrot has a new blog. I think it's just like Crotchrot blog spot doc. I don't know. Look in the forum for it. He posted a video today, though, of a squirrel being slingshotted across the out, off of a balcony and into a tree. It's great. They set up a trap for oh this squirrel. God. They set up a trap. Where, you know, they put a little nut inside the slingshot, and then when yeah, the, they did. When the guy, when the little squirrel climbed into it, they let it go. <laughs> Shot him across the sky. Oh. That's great. You got to see it. Oh. That's terrible. Yeah, it was, but funny. Though. It was really fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check that out. All right, I got feedback today too. Feedback. Yeah, well, we didn't do the feedback last week um, because we had so many other things to get to, and you know, this week we don't. Right. <laughs> Mainly because it's just you and me. <laughs> so let me do some feedback for you. I got some really good ones, actually. Oh my god! You've got mail. Kick ass. <laughs> All right. Where to begin? Some of this stuff is from when we were actually off the air. I got some good ones then. Cool. Um, let me start with my favorite one. Daniela, you're going to like this one, too. Uh, this is actually the best email I've gotten in a long time, and it totally depressed me also. It's a very depressing email. But uh, he says, right, Justin, go ahead. he says, let me just start by saying that uh, I'm really enjoying getting to listen to the archives of all your shows, even Jamil's and Lunch Meat. Wow. How about that? <laughs> even Jamil? Even Jamil. Even Lunch Meat. Our number one show? The so-called number one show. The alleged number <laughs> one brewing network <laughs> The <show>. alleged. <laughs> But he says, but the way that I've been listening to the archives is backwards. I started from the most recent and have been working my way back to the oldest. Every day or two, I load up a few more on my my iPod. So listening backwards across the archives, he says, this is what I've learned. Justin gets his girlfriend Daniela back. Oz reappears, gets his health back, and starts brewing again. (laughs) CBS forgets who Justin is and his life becomes less complicated. JP starts making uh, JP starts making that snot sucking sound again. You know, yeah, that's the one. JP, Natty returns, gets a job, and doesn't fail his piss test. <laughs> Skype goes from a piece of crap that doesn't work to a great program that Justin loves, and the video part even works too. These are all the things oh, that he so learned. Bad. He says, keep up the great show. Hello to Doc, JP, John, Daniela, Jamil. And he says hi to Push and Sven. Whoa. Which is kind of cool. So uh, that's from Cecil in Georgia. Cecil. Yeah. Isn't that a great email? That's awesome. Oh, I was about to hang myself in the shower after all that. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's right. Like, it's really been going downhill, hasn't it? Ah. <laughs> uh. What a mess. But in a good way. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, what else? Here's a here's another good one um, that I thought you would like. Who are you talking? Oh, about? actually, I liked it first. It says uh, no, I liked it first. This is a this is a long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, let me kind of skim through it. Guy says, um, 
Let me apologize for length this email. I used to listen to the archives of the most recent shows every week, but I got tired of not knowing any of the inside jokes and references that were going on. Yeah, I can see that. You got to listen back to know what's happening. There's some quite of the a time. few of those. Uh, he said, "Just so like with any good show, though, right?" I agree. If you if there's if it's a good show, it's you, you'd have to have been a loyal member of it for a while to know what's happening. He says, so I decided not to listen to recent shows until I got caught up with all the old ones. And he's doing all the old shows, the Sunday shows, Lunch Meet, and the alleged number one wow. show, the Jamil show. Somehow I doubt that the Jamil show has as many inside jokes. I, I don't think there's too you know many I mean? inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those, those two, the, 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 the twin quasars of radio internet comedy, um, I don't think have too much going on there. Why are we bashing John and Jamil? They're great. It's fun. They're a great couple of guys. They are. So he's been doing that for five months now. He's on the January 19th, 2007 Lunch Meat Show. Or faster. He says, I'm getting closer, and I'm also getting sick of listening to you guys. There you go. He says, actually, I think the show's getting funnier the more it goes on. He loves the gay German prince, OJ and J.R. McKnight, and Mike Tyson. He loves all your impersonations, (laughs) JP. Good. Someone does. But he, here's the part that I like. He says, last night, I went to keg a watermelon wheat beer that I've really been looking forward to drinking, and guess what I did? I racked the beer on top of about a gallon of Star Santa I was using to sanitize the keg. Yes! Yes! I am not the only douchebag on the planet. He says, I used to think you were such a douchebag for doing that to your word. And frankly... I still think you're a douchebag for doing that, but now I think I'm just as much a douchebag as you. I hope that you welcome me into your club. Well, sir, welcome to my club, the Star Sand Douchebags Club. Oh, man. Oh, wow. How cool is that? You should talk to your... Uh, What's your that pi- guy's name? That guy's name is Chad. Not producer Chad. <laughs> Not producer Chad. Different you Chad. Talk to your parents. Maybe you got a twin brother out there. Yeah, I, might. I have a brother. <laughs> so I think that's great. With I was <laughs> smiling for three days after reading that email. How awesome is that? He did a follow up. Yes. <laughs> now he did a follow up on the email, JP, that you'll like. All right. He says, uh, for lunch meat, you'll enjoy this story. My local homebrew shop had a big brew, uh, big brew day about a month ago where a bunch of us got together and brewed. That's where he brewed his star sand beer. Uh, and he saw a guy walking around with a brewing network t-shirt. So he went up to him and started talking about the BN and he asked if, uh, if I listened to the Sunday show or the Jamil show or both. I told him I listened to both and that I even enjoyed lunch meat. Yeah. He gave him a sideways look and politely ended the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he just left. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. Sever friendships. You don't need any more friends anyway, dude. You got lunch meat. All right. Uh, here's a good one. I love that. Justin, I was really upset when I heard that you blokes were having a break for a few weeks. I thought that since D left, things were not the same and going downhill. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But then he says, how wrong was I? I still miss D. Not as much as you, probably. But wow, what a show you had last Sunday. At first, I didn't understand why you had to take a break, but now I understand. He says, I'm a little slow being Australian. You <laughs> failed to bring it weak last week, and the content was fantastic. Really like the idea of having a Chad to leave you free to do your thing. Not a producer, but a Chad. We gotta, I, well, I said yeah. everybody should have a Chad, cause yeah. you need someone to blame. Yeah. I've, like I was blaming Chad today that I'm sick. It's yeah. Chad's fault if I suck on today's show. Well, you guys should stop kissing. <laughs> Maybe so. 
Uh, anyway, and then a couple of props from people. Uh, Justin, you know Talent Hack. Uh, actually, the whole point of this email is to say thanks for the BN. I just entered a honey stout, technically a braggot, he says, in the spirit of free beer competition here in the D- in the D.C. area May 12th. Found out today I took silver in the Ooh. mead and cider category. Great. So I think that the BN deserves some thanks for what I've learned about beer brewing, grain selection, etc. Uh, yeah, and he put us down as the his club, as the, the, the BN was his club. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of a cool thing. How about that? That is pretty neat. And that is our feedback today. I always think that Doc's sitting behind me when I hear that banjo strumming. The, uh, the violin part reminds me of those uh, Motel 6 radio commercials. Yeah. Thought I'd share that with you. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. So, we're going to have to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Nelia from Seven Bridges Co-op. We're going to start the organic beer discussion. You going to hang in there with us, Daniela? Uh, definitely. I'm going to listen to you guys, so uh, because Flo wants to listen, too, so I can turn on the volume. I need to get off the phone. Okay. Well, if you have any questions, you just call right back. I'm going to try. Call All back. Right. Call back anyway, though. Yeah, we want to speak to you a little more. All right. Okay, thanks for doing the show with us. Love you guys. Love you. Bye, babe. Bye. Bye. Fantastic. There you go. The great brewcaster D. What a good surprise. That is a good surprise. Someone, uh, she came in the forum. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, this is D. I'm like, bullshit. (laughs) And then she called again. And there she was. All right, everybody. We're going to get on with the show now. We've got organic beer when we come back and some fun stuff later on. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Do you have a job? Do you have $199? Who gives a crap? Get your ass to the Bistro in Hayward, California on June 3rd for the second annual Brewing Network Anniversary Party. It's really been a great year for the Brewing Network. So now it's time to get drunk and cry and hold each other and, uh, baby, baby, uh, like that, right? Come out and help the Brewing Network celebrate two years of live beer radio. Meet the Brewcasters. Enjoy special beers on tap. See all the surprises in person at the Brewing Network Anniversary Show broadcast live on location at the Bistro in Hayward. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer A couple of frat guys from Abilene drove out all night to see Robert Earl Keane at the K-Pig Swine and Soiree Dance. They wore baseball caps and khaki pants. They wanted cigarettes, so to save a little money, they bummed one off this hippie that smelled kind of funny. And the next thing they knew, they was both really hungry and pretty thirsty, too. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, B-double-E-double-R-U-N, all we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and an able driver. B double E double R U N. Beer. 
Found a store with a sign, said their beer was coldest. They sent in Brad, cause he looked the oldest. He got a case of beer and a candy bar. Walked over to where all the registers are, laid his fake ID on the countertop. The clerk looked and turned and looked back up and stopped and said, Boy, I'm not gonna call the cops, but I am gonna keep this card. The guys both took it uh, pretty hard. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer Double E double R U N beer Oh how happy we would be had we only brought a better fake ID on B double E double R U N beer They met another old hippie named Sleepy John. He claimed to be the one from the Robert Earl song, so they gave him the cash. He bought him some brews. It was a beautiful day in Santa Cruz. They was feeling so good, he should have been crying. The crowd was cool and the band was prime. They made it back up front to their seats just in time to sing with all their friends. The road goes on forever and the party never ends. B-double-E-double-R-U-N-B-R-I-N B-double-E-double-R-U-N-B-R-I-N All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver B-double-E-double-R-U-N-B-R-I-N Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, Table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not, is a major factor in dancing like a retard, may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them, also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people, and it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. 
TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Welcome back to the session, everybody. This could end up being my favorite show of all time because it's the hippie crybaby show. We're talking organic beer. I love to do that. I thought it was just because you and I are in the studio again, all alone. <laughs> no, it has oh. nothing to do with that, JP. Damn that it. is for certain. It's because we get to talk organic beer, and I'm excited about that. Not because I'm an expert on it by any means, but because I'm really trying to learn as much as I can about this whole organic movement. And I love that people are doing it in beer. Uh, always have. We used to have bison in here every now and then. Um, and we're going to get some other uh, organic breweries on in the future, too. So I'm excited about this. And we've got Nelia from... Seven Bridges Co-op in Santa Cruz on the line with us. Neilia, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? We are doing fantastic and happy to have you with us. Uh, how is beautiful Sa- uh, Santa Cruz today? We actually got some sun. It's a beautiful Memorial Day and barbecues are going. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got the life going on out there. Anybody who lives in Santa Cruz is like the epitome of the hippie crybaby show, that's for sure. Did you just call it Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. <laughs> uh, I would move to Santa Cruz in a second. That's a great place to be right there. So it's very expensive, though. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? I thought it was kind of cheaper over there than it is down here. Oh, it's no. <laughs> Not so much, huh? Not so much. How long you guys been out there with Seven Bridges? Um, we have been here almost ten years. In fact, November first will be the official ten year anniversary of our retail store opening, although we started things about a year before that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's all rolling a year before that, but we, we like to call November first our true one year anniversary because it was when we first had a homebrew store. Gotcha. The days the doors uh, actually opened. Exactly. Okay. Ten years, that's a long time. Yeah, and is. especially to have uh, been doing organics. I, I think that uh, you really kind of got in at the beginning of it. So um, that's fantastic. Now, everybody, I just want you to know that you can go to uh, breworganic.com to check out Seven Bridges Co-op. And you can order online from these folks. And we're going to talk more about that a little bit later, too. But it's really a cool website, um, not just to be able to buy things. But you guys have a lot of information about uh, organics on there, too, don't you, Nelia? We do. We have, um, well, basic brewing information and then information about why you would want to brew organic and a little bit of information about the ingredients um, and formulating recipes when you have to make substitutions because although there are a lot of organic brewing ingredients out there now, there's still not as many. Okay. And so if you're looking at a recipe that calls for a certain malt or a certain hop sometimes, to make it organic, you have to be creative and, and make a substitution. Okay. Now, that's fair enough. And you guys, but you have whole kits that we could buy from you, too, right? If I wanted to get a just a recipe that you guys have pre-made, you do that? Yes, yes. We have a line of kits that are really popular. You know, not everyone wants to try and reinvent the wheel. We've already done that. <laughs> yeah. We've, you know, tested these recipes and um, really just put our best out there in the form of our kits. Okay. And we, we definitely get a lot of good feedback. Um, and, you know, for busy people who want to brew a great beer and don't want to do a lot of trial and error, that's what they're there for. Yeah. You know, I haven't designed a recipe in, I don't know, over a year. I just kind of, you know, I when I, when I started, yeah. 
you want to end up, it's exciting to be able to develop your own recipes. So I think a lot of brewers jump right into doing that. You get a kit the first couple of times, yep. and then a, a lot of us are like, oh, I, I can design a recipe. This will be fun, and it is part of the fun of it. Yeah. But then I ended up being one of these guys like... um you know, musicians who play nothing but cover songs because they realize that there are so many great songs out there. Why put out some piece of crap yeah. uh, when there's so many good songs out there? And that's how I ended up feeling about recipes. There are so many great recipes, even right here uh, within the Brewing Network, you know, with Jamil and Doc. Uh, I don't I don't design any recipes anymore. I'm all kits or, or somebody else's deal. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a kit. And then grow off of that, you know. Okay. I tell people all the time, if you want to make a, an IPA, or maybe a stout, how about a stout? You want to make yeah. a stout, try a kit first, and yeah. then you can ask with the shop that you you got it from. Hey, I want this flavor or this flavor, and then they can kind of grow it out from there. Yeah, that's uh, a good which idea. Which is kind of an easy way to get into recipe formulation. Yeah. You could add uh, different things yeah. to get some of the, if you're looking for more chocolate or more smoke or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great idea. Just start with the base. Thank you. Okay, so brew, or- you're welcome, <laughs> JP. Breworganic.com. And our number, 888-401-BEER. If you have any questions, the line's open. And you can also join JP in the chat room. He's your moderator today, and he'll be passing along any of the questions that you have to us. So uh, you'll be able to get access to Nelia yourself, uh, just like always. So uh, 888-401-BEER and the chat room. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the history uh, with you guys. I want to know how you got into the to the organic brew scene um, and, and kind of the journey you've taken in the last 10 years, Nelia. Can you start us with that? Sure. Um, it's probably about a 12-year journey now. <laughs> okay. Um, starting right after moving to Santa Cruz, um, kind of right after traveling around the world, um, getting back to the Bay Area and... <laughs> Um, realizing I didn't want to be a city girl anymore, moved down to Santa Cruz and um, discovered home brewing right away and started home brewing. And I have a background in the environmental movement, so my thoughts naturally turned to, okay, how do I do this organic? Okay. <laughs> and back then, as a home brewer, I could only find one ingredient that was organic, and that was a, a base malt. <laughs> oh, really? Whole, yeah, just a whole malt. No hops. No extract, nothing. So what did you find? Just like some two-row? There was, um, trying to remember. I think it was Golden Promise. Okay. Or Hugh Baird Malt. Okay. Um, they used to import their organic until the brewing scene got big enough in England that they just didn't have any surplus. Okay. <laughs> um, so my first, I that made me start all grain brewing right away. <laughs> right. Um, having no other option to brew organic. Okay. And, I kind of made it a, a quest or a mission. I want to make this organic beer. And so uh, I looked for hops and couldn't find them available to home brewers and started calling the wholesalers. And um, that one thing, one thing led to another. And next thing you know, I'm starting a home brew business. Gotcha. But, um, See, some of the best ones, you know, ideas just come out of necessity like that. If you want to make things happen and you, and you realize that nobody else has done it yet, you, you'd be the first to do it. Yeah, but it wasn't me alone. It was a whole group of home brewers um, that I met up with, and um, we would get together. And actually, it still goes on to this day where everyone gets together twice a year and finds a group campsite, and the brewers brew beer, and everybody camps and homebrews. <laughs> okay. And the idea for our business actually was born there. 
Um, but originally, as many home brewers do, we cooked up the idea to start a, a microbrewery. <laughs> oh, yeah. We um, actually decided to start saving money for that and, as a group, formed a cooperative corporation. So we were um, cooperatively owned right from the beginning. And um, when it became apparent that we didn't even have the resources to develop organic recipes, the whole my idea and the group's idea kind of merged together and became a homebrew supply business. Okay. Now maybe we should start too uh, as we're as we're going through this. And can you define exactly what organic is to us? And I know that's maybe a silly question, but the listeners want to know as well. You know, when we're talking oh, about a- organic, what is it? It's a very good question, and there is some still some confusion because there really are you know there's the the dictionary definition which basically means um, well I should should have got a dictionary out so I could read that definition to you but uh, that's okay. um, basically it's a more general term for anything that is grown or or is natural um, okay. and then when we use the term organic or certified organic in the U S it it means that it's grown with without chemical fertilizers, pesticides, um, chemical sprays, genetically modified ingredients, um, toxic sewage sludge, the list goes on. But there's a uh, much tighter restriction on how the crops are grown okay. and processed. I and got the... Uh I've got the definition here uh, from dictionary okay. from dictionary.com. We'll see if it uh, sounds like the one that you've got there in your book. Uh, nothing uh, noting or pertaining to a class of chemical compounds that formerly comprised only those existing in or derived from plants or animals. Um, and I guess it now includes all other compounds of carbon. And then there's uh, there's about 15 definitions that follow that too. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of them have to do with, um, like there's even one here that says it's a law pertaining to the constitutional or essential law or laws of the organizing government or state, sort of indicating that organic in California might mean something different in Michigan, you know, uh, it, depending on what the law says. Well, that was actually quite true until um, about 2002 when the National Organic Standards Act came into being and... Um, Basically, before that time, because organic has been around for a long time. Okay. Some 30 years ago, the organic or the organically grown movement really started in this country. And, you know, in the early days, it was really equated with, you know, the hippie health food store um, or, you know, local farmer's market. Yeah. But it's grown tremendously to the point where you can go into Safeway and see the organics line. You know, it's become definitely mainstream. Right. Um, but the the founding principles remain the same, that um, it's a movement to get away from the chemical dependence that modern agriculture has has become. Yeah. It's, it's become so, especially certain, like, hop growing and, and the uh, American hop industry is completely chemically dependent. And right. to get away from that... Um, you have to choose organic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to talk uh, uh, about that as well because there is some controversy among among people who and believe uh, whether or not things um, 
that are or, that organic is really uh, even something that's worth doing or, or that it's helping. Some people say who believe in the chemical uh, process of growing uh, of, of you know chemical agriculture, they say that we're kind of being wasteful with our land if we if we grow organic because our yields are less and and the time that it takes. Whereas if you use chemicals, uh, we might be able to feed more of the world because we grow more, we grow larger, and and there are all of these things. What do you think about those arguments? Um, I think that. In the short term, there may be some merit to that, but okay. in the long term, what um, what I've seen over and over again, the you know heavy application of various chemicals to the soil in the long term over years will deplete the soil of its natural nutrient and ability to retain water, yeah. and a whole you know the whole um, soil is a, is part of the living organism that produces the food. It's not just the seed and the plant. Right. Um, and so in the short term, yeah, you can see higher yields by um, using chemical fertilizers and the like. Yeah. But in the long term, you have a growing array of problems like um, groundwater contamination, um, soil that loses biomass and, um, you know, in extreme cases can start to become desert. Yeah. No, so there you know, it it is a, a a very big argument in the agricultural world and I don't claim to be an expert on the whole um Right. The what, what would you say that the farming side of it? <laughs> sure, and and me neither. Uh, but I do try to read some of the studies, and I and I always try to I always try to read both sides as well because I mm-hmm. I, I think it's a fascinating topic uh, altogether. Um, Definitely. Talking about you know your you know you're you're talking about topsoil depletion. I mean, I've seen studies that say uh, in in California we could have depleted our topsoil in the next ten to twenty years if we continue growing uh, the growing food the way that we do now with chemicals. And I think what people don't realize is, uh, you know, when you think about it, what that means for for actually growing food, that once the ground can no longer sustain uh, growing anything, all of your food becomes grown in a warehouse or a lab somewhere. I mean, everything becomes artificial if the, if we can no longer grow it in the ground. And I think that that's an interesting thing that a lot of people into organics um, talk about. And and like you said, uh, I'm no expert on this either. Uh, I just try to pay attention to what people are talking about, you know, and that's one of them for sure. Definitely. Now, when you were talking about organic certification, um, because it, it did become a law, you said in 2002, is that when... I believe it was. Okay. That's fi- that's <laughs> um, close enough for me. <laughs> um, well, before that, um, some states had a process of verifying that the products were indeed organic, and other states didn't or didn't have very um, thorough processes. Um, in California, we kind of were the first state to have a, a statewide um, organic program, and when we first founded our business, we were pretty much licensed un- under that program. Okay. And then halfway through our business, we had to become certified organic under the national program to continue to um, be able to sell products that are certified organic. And that means there's a, we have to maintain a paper trail. Um, when we buy anything organic, we have to have an invoice and proof from our supplier that the product is indeed organic. Right. So that, and then we have to maintain a paper trail from from the very first transaction all the way through the final sale. Right. So that there's documentation that 
the product is indeed organic. And, you know, sadly, I, I believe that's come about because there have been people in the past who, oh, I can sell it for, you know, 50% more if it's organic. Sure, this is organic. <laughs> jump right in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and that yeah. is the great thing about the certification program. I was doing some reading um, about a lot of the uh, craft brewers who are brewing organic, and uh, they're talking about the same things, about the paper trail that uh, that they have to have. And they have to be able to, uh, on a per-batch basis, you know, if a six-pack goes out, it has a batch number on it, so that mm-hmm. they can go all the way back to the person they bought the grain from. And then, of of course, that person they bought the grain from has a trail that goes all the way back to the farmer that they bought the grain from, um, and it really does go back so that you can have a certification process. Yeah, uh, it is pretty and, and nutty. I mean, we actually have a, a batch log for our beer kits. You do? No kidding. <laughs> so if you buy one of our kits, you'll see batch number right. sticker on it. And uh, you know what the other part of that is? Let's face it. It's because organic people are a big pain in the ass, and they want <laughs> yeah. you to be able to prove every little thing about that organic uh, kit, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are also, uh, in, in some of the reading I was doing, it said um, that there are different levels of organic. So you could be a certified organic producer of foods or beer and, say, uh, have 90 to 95% of your uh, ingredients being organic. Um, and I think that that kind of leaves room. There's a problem with hops. You already mentioned that. Um, for organic beer makers to use non-organic hops, yet maybe all of their other ingredients are organic. Um, well, and yeah, up to, yeah. there there has been a, a rule that um, up to 5% of the ingredients by weight um, or volume can be non-organic. Okay. Um, but it's actually that law has been tightened up, um, effective in June, um, where there's more wording in there that says if those ingredients are not commercially available. So okay. that's caused a bit of scramble because um, I don't have exact percentages, but uh, uh, quite a few of the certified organic beers that you find on store shelves today that have the USDA organic seal on the bottle, yeah. on the label, do not use organic hops. Okay. See, this and, is good to know, I mean, for people who, because they don't necessarily say that in big letters on the bottle. <laughs> like no, they, usually if you read the ingredients, it just says made with organic malt, and then the other ingredients are listed without the word organic. I see. Okay. Now, so it, in a way, it's kind of a, a deception to the organic consumer who expects they're buying a product that does not have any pesticide residue, when in fact, if they're using non-organic hops, it's likely there is some residue right. in that product. Right. Now, even speaking of residue, that brings up another interesting point, um, and it'll kind of lead us into some of these questions I have from listeners about the cost of organics. But, mm-hmm. for example, uh, organic grain producers have to use completely different equipment if they also process non-organic grain uh, because it's not supposed to come in contact with the non-organic uh, grain. So, Not necessarily. Okay. As long as they have a system plan, which they have to write out and have every step of the procedure written out in a plan that they submit to the certifier who then approves or declines it, uh-huh. uh, denies it. Um, but if they have a clean-out plan, so they can run all their conventional stuff, yeah. and then they have a clean-out process that cleans out all of the residue from processing the conventional crop. Yeah. 
and then they can run the organic. And then they can so do it. That okay. happens with hop pelletizing, too. I see. They don't have to buy a whole new, you know, multi-thousand-dollar piece of equipment. Right, right. But they do have to have an organic system plan that clearly shows how they're making sure that the product doesn't get contaminated. Okay. Okay, what is the cost difference between organic and non-organic when we're talking about ingredients and maybe even just, uh, you know, going out to buy a six-pack, too? Um, I've seen the grain prices are a lot less extreme in price difference. Um, if you're a brewer, a commercial brewer, you're looking at probably no more than 10 cents more a pound. Okay. Well, that's... Grain. Okay. So it's it's not huge. It's, you know, maybe 10, 15% more. Yeah. Um, but the hops are significantly more expensive. Okay, and why is that? Partly because we don't have a good, um, the hop growing business in America is so centralized and so dependent on a certain structure, and there's not a good market yet for organic hops. So there's a lot of barriers to actually making it viable to and and low risk for a grower to switch over to organic. Okay. Um, we're hoping that this law change will tighten things up and, and also increase the demand for organic hops, which is going to drive the the supply side of things. Yeah, absolutely. I honestly don't think anything else will drive it because of the cost difference. Right now, if a brewer is looking at $15 a pound for organic hops or $5 a pound for non-organic hops, it's kind of a no-brainer for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. there are a lot of brewers out there, too, and some of them very large breweries, who are taking the longer view, kind of see that if they don't create a demand, there will never be a supply, and go out of their way to seek organic hops and use only organic hops in their beers. So Absolutely. Kind of two schools of thought going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a... There's an article in, uh, and I don't remember which issue. I'll find out for you guys. I'll post it in the forum so everybody knows. But it's in the New Brewer, and uh, it was very recent. It was the one they put out at the Craft Brew Conference, so I guess it had to be their April edition. Um, and it was, a, I think Lisa Morrison was the uh, the journalist. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, but it was a fantastic article, talk, uh, article talking about uh, these sorts of things and the problems um, that organic brewers face. And they discussed hops in depth because it is one of the most difficult things. And anyway, they were mentioning that uh, New Zealand is probably the largest producer of organic hops. Is that right? Um, currently, that is correct. Okay. Um, they have an ideal climate and um, are free from a lot of the diseases and pests that plague Europe and America um, for hop, hop growing. Yeah, because no one wants and to go to New Zealand. They're going to bring <laughs> the diseases over there. <laughs> I've been to New Zealand, and they spray the plane. To keep, you know, they're very, very careful about letting anything in. Really? they got to make sure you have your shots. <laughs> I thought they still do that. That was back in 91. <laughs> oh, that is cool, though. I would like that. <laughs> I just feel cleaner that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they so they're one of the largest, and then there's a lot of uh, organic hop growing in Germany as well. Uh, is is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we have a relationship with a grower. We we have to go through this doctor on the east coast who who uh, has a relationship with the grower. But we've been bringing in German hops for years. Really, and they're very nice quality hops, and and it's um not well publicized, I guess. Yeah, um, it's really not. Now we. What we about the quality of those hops? Uh, because the quality is yeah. actually really good. 
How does um, it stand up to uh, uh, conventional hops? I mean, is there a difference in, in the alpha acids or anything like that, or is there really not much of a difference? Often, um, the certainly the New Zealand hops tend to be higher alpha, very clean, very aromatic. Um, some of the German ones are lower alpha. Um, the crop consistency hasn't been quite as good. Okay. Um, we we now have learned over the years we bring in mostly palletized product, and um, the German varieties tend to be lower alpha and, and more um, aroma hops and more delicate. Okay. Um, the lower alphas tend to be, so we have to handle them very carefully. Um, but beautiful, beautiful hops. Okay. And I, I'm a fan of the European Pilsners and um, wheat beer, so yeah. I love to use them. <laughs> so you can get, we can get good noble hops. You can get all of those uh, mm-hmm. those strains in organics. Okay. Yeah, there are definitely some missing, you know, glaringly missing ones like Czech saws just doesn't isn't available although this year we finally found some belgian grown fods with, from the czech rootstock okay so we're getting there yeah well <laughs> but, and and that's Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just going to say that's part of the uh, of the problem and and the process is that, uh, like you said, we have to create a demand so that we can get there because there's not a lot of incentive for hop growers to go organic right now. Mm-hmm. And we've done what we can, but as a homebrew supply business, we're dealing with most of our customers want two ounces of hops, not you know two hundred pounds. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's been hard for us to get to the point where we're a major buyer. But we've been, in the last few years, becoming a supplier to more and more organic breweries as well. And so we can start to bring in a lot more organic hops. See, that's great, creating demand right there. Um, mm-hmm. Well, while we're on ingredients, let's talk about some of the others, too. Um, you know, is there a, are we going to notice a, fl- I'm going to brew, uh, let, I'll say this right now, I'm going to brew my first organic batch of beer. I'm going to head out to Seven Bridges. I think I'm going to drag JP along with me. And okay. uh, I'm going to buy, so I'm going to I'm gonna hang out with you guys a little bit and buy some ingredients. But I want to know what I'm going to, what to expect. Uh, I'm going to try to use the organic equivalent of ingredients I've used before. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try, I'll probably do a pale ale or something because I brew a lot of those. And I want to know what to expect about flavor difference. What are, are, are people going to get uh, differences by switching over to organic ingredients? Um, when you talk about the malts, there's not a huge flavor difference. Really? Okay. Maybe there's a little more flavor. I've heard that from professional brewers. I've heard, um, although my own past experiments have been rather unscientific and more on a homebrew level than... Okay you know, trying to do it in a controlled lab environment. But I have found excellent yields um, and excellent flavors and, and starch conversion, all that, just really, really good. Okay. Lower nitrogen. Um, so the the malts, I would say you're seeing the same flavors unless you're looking for something really specific like a... Um, a smoked malt. You might have to actually get your smoker out and make that yourself. <laughs> I see. Now, do you do um, things like that when you can't find the grain in organic? Will you try to roast it or smoke it yourself? I have. You have, okay. And um, actually, we had a customer bring in some smoked malt that they made. That was, I was like, how did you do this? Because mine didn't come out that good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's very doable. Um, and sometimes that's part of the fun and part of the challenge of brewing organic is, 
is working with what is available. Yeah. And maybe your beer isn't exactly like the non-organic counterpart, but it's just as good if, you know, in, in, in its own way, maybe better. Right. Certainly you feel better about it. <laughs> I imagine that's that's much like homebrewing was in the late 70s, early 80s, right? Sure. Where you don't have a lot of the uh, the stuff that you do now, but you make do and, and you turn out some pretty good beer. Definitely. And I think it's we... Fresh and clean. <laughs> We talk about it here all the time anyway, that homebrewers are really kind of do-it-yourself guys anyway. So to me, this is kind of, even if you uh, weren't into it for the organic aspect, it certainly would be a challenge to be able to make exactly the beer that you want yeah. and, and use 100% organic ingredients. You know, Definitely. I think, I think that's tough. Definitely. Um, couple questions that came through from the listeners uh, for you personally. Do you have a favorite uh, commercial organic beer? Hmm. I am partial to, and probably because I'm fortunate enough to live in the same town, Uh um, but Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery is a brewery here in town that um, we help get going, and I love to go down there and get their stout and um, pale ale. Okay. And when I don't have time to brew and sometimes running a small business, I find myself in that bind. I'll go down and get a keg from them. Um, But I I always believe fresh beer is best and buy local Okay. Um, by organic. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm a little partial, but um, there's um, trying to think of the there's a couple of ones I've had in the past from Germany that uh-huh. are just hard to find. I think Pinkus is the name. I think you're right about that. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed those, but it's been a hit or miss thing. Like one time I got it and it wasn't so good and I knew that was just it had a long journey. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't stored properly. I think um, that Germany has um two of the oldest organic breweries in the world there. I believe it. And they didn't start well, they may have started the funny thing about organics is this kind of brings us to this. If you think about it, Really, everything was organic at one time. I mean, before the Industrial Revolution, we didn't really have the meat. The Industrial Revolution, that was a different thing altogether, (laughs) JP. Thank you for laughing at me. Uh, Before the Industrial Revolution, though, we didn't even have the means to to, to grow things non-organic. You know, we didn't have all the chemicals. So, in a sense, uh, when people talk about traditional growing, they're talking about non-organic growing right now. But if you you really thought about it, uh, organic is almost a more traditional thing to do. Definitely, uh, but, but anyhow, sadly, a lot of the techniques have been lost. Yeah, that um, you know, it's just a different school of thought, a different approach altogether to growing things. When you're going from an industry where everything gets sprayed to control this or to promote that or whatever, yeah, to going to where you have to deal with every problem without those aids um, and just approach it from a whole. It's almost a more all-encompassing holistic approach where every part of the plant's life cycle has to be considered. Right, absolutely. So I think... There's a brewery up in Canada called Cranog Ales, and they have um, their own hop-growing operation. And they've actually published on their website a really comprehensive manual about growing hops organically. And there's a lot of differences between, you know, one one example that I can point out that's easy for people to understand is um, a lot of commercial growing, they use spray irrigation. Yeah. And that leads to too much moisture and mildew problems. And so a big change that an organic grower can do is to use drip irrigation. Right. Okay. 
I'll tell you, I had trouble. I, when I grew hops over here, um, I grew them organically. I, now, I will say I don't know. I, I imagine actually that the uh, rhizome that I got wasn't organic. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't want to use any pesticides on my hop plant. And it was tough. It was a hard thing to do because, uh, you know, I had aphids all over there eating up the leaves. Um, so I, I bought this uh, sort of, it's just, it's basically soap, but it's an organic yeah. spray. And essentially you could make it yourself, right? It's kind of a soap. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, I had to get out there every day and spray it down. Whereas if I had used a pesticide, I, I probably could have sprayed it you know a couple of times on the life of the plant um, yeah, on there. <laughs> yeah exactly which was which is kind of the reason it kind of freaks me out actually knowing that i can spray something once and nothing will ever live on that yeah <laughs> you know that's a good question actually um well maybe not a good question but it's mine um uh if you buy a rhizome amelia and, and you plant it even though maybe technically it's not organic um is there a certain point in its life cycle where it becomes organic? Maybe it rids itself of any sort of pesticides that may be in there or something like that. And maybe you wait two years and then it's, you can consider your, your, your hops organic even though the rhizome probably wasn't. Hmm. Or is that even an issue? Yeah, good question. Um, with a lot of organic operations on the farming side of things, um, I know that the land has to be um, turned over to organic for three years before it can be certified. And so that's a good rule of thumb, three generations, um, to, to see the end of any impact from the, the chemical life cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a problem that growers have, uh, that I was reading about too, that if you want to switch over to organics, um, you've got like a three, you know, a three season gap of what you're allowed to sell as an organic product. If the land, you know, prior to you using it for organic growing was, was not organic. And, uh, sometimes there is a market for transitional. Okay. If, you, if that grower hooks up with a brewery who's thinking about going organic but wants to support the efforts, yeah. they can buy those hops and be, you know, they could transition together. They can sell the hops in the conventional market, certain, certainly. Yeah. Until, until they're or certified. See that's that's great, yeah, and that's and yeah. that helps out the farmer a lot because it's got to be tough to switch. Exactly, yeah, because you know you're you can't, using pesticides. I'm sure your yields aren't going to be the same. Yeah, and you know so, but you can't sell it as organic. You can't get a little higher price for it because I imagine it, it is a little higher. So, uh, yeah, that's got to be tough. That's cool that uh, there's a lot of people trying to get behind this movement. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh, I got a lot more questions for you, but I need to take a quick break. Can you hang out with us for for a few minutes? Sure. Okay, fantastic. We're going to take a real quick break, everybody. We're with Nelia from Seven Bridges Co-op in Santa Cruz. You can go to breworganic.com and check it out yourself. We'll be right back with more organic brewing right here on the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer Monthly Podcast 
podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. There are many organs in the torso. Some are less important, some are more so. Some they make us laugh and some they give us gas. But if they preclude my drinking, then they must go. starting don't be discouraged by all this stuff it's yeah. so easy just throw it yeah. together dude. put yeah, some sugar and some water and some yeast in there yeah <laughs> Back on the Hippie Cry Baby Show, we're talking organic beers with the Seven Bridges Co-op, and I am happy to be doing this topic. And JP's working his ass off over there, writing down questions from the chat room. I'm actually so, drawing. Uh, you're just drawing little. <laughs> yeah, you're just, here, here's you're just, a little duck. Just doodling. I drew a duck, and I'm, I'm going to draw a squirrel now. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we are back with Seven Bridges here, and I got a lot of questions in front of me for you from the listeners, and maybe we'll just start there. A um, couple good questions that people had posted earlier in the week when they found out about this is, um, uh, how about organic yeasts? And I think this one's tricky because yeast, uh, is, all yeast is organic, isn't it? Well, it's the same, um, 
the same two definitions, really. Okay. Um, if yeast is grown in a medium that's organic, it, it, would, it would be, I would think of it more like, you know, we have organic beef now and we have organic meats in marketplaces, and they have a criteria of what they can be fed and what they can't be fed to, to be qualified as organic. And yeast is an animal, so <laughs> it's kind of uh, farmed. How it's farmed will determine whether it's organic. And, and okay. right now, as a home brewer, you can't go out and buy, you know, a vial of organic white labs or, or a snack pack of organic white yeast. So yeah. So that's something we hope to change <laughs> in the future. Um, you want me to go smack Chris White upside the head for you? <laughs> I don't think that will be necessary. Okay, you just let me know. Um, I think it's very doable to, to bring that to the market, and that's something that we hope to do okay. um, very soon. Cool. So right but now, that is an exception, and it, it kind of goes under the, the rule where, where they say you're allowed to use non-organic if uh, an organic product isn't available. Right. Okay. Right. It's it's an allowed... I think they, they put it under the allowed processing aids because once a beer is filtered, there's no yeast left in it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Uh, here's a really great question that came through from the chat room today. Um, are there organic uh, sanitizers that we can use as well? Because obviously that is the most important thing in brewing. How do we do that organically? Um, well, when a brewery is certified organic, they, there are certain cleaners and sanitizers, sanitizers they can use. Um, but part of that, the plan that they have to, or the process that they have to do is rinsing them afterwards. I see. Okay. Um, and what as far about as one that's organically grown, I have not seen such a thing. Okay. Um, it's usually sanitizers or a chemical or a mineral or something like that or an acid. Yeah. Um, so in order to make the process pure and clean, you would have to do the cleaning and then a really good rinse. Okay. So we can still use our favorite sanitizers. But see, now that's tough too because if you, okay, so as a home brewer, you know, we have to say, let's take, for example, sanitizing our carboy or our keg. Well, we can't then rinse out that sanitizer we just put in there, right? You can if you boil some water or have some distilled water on hand. Something okay. that's, that's not going to recontaminate. I yeah. mean, if, if you have um, municipal water, that probably would work because it's been through the chlorination process, but yeah. then you're using chlorine. It's right. something that it's as, tricky. as home brewers, we tell people, you know, do what makes sense. Try not to get, you know, if if, if having a no residues is extremely important, then rinse, rinse, rinse. Yeah. Um, and, and choose things that have less of an environmental impact. I mean, what we promote is using the most basic sanitizers, um, especially iodophore, it's a mineral, you know, and, and the dilution that you use to sanitize, it's not toxic. Okay. okay. And using, like, five-star PBW, which is a pretty safe environmentally, you know, it breaks down, like a cleaner that breaks down quickly in the environment is, is more favorable because it, you know, after a few days, it's not going to be leaching toxins into the environment. Right, okay. All right, fair enough. JP wants to know if you think that organic beers have uh, the same shelf life as non-organic. 
You know, that's a really good question that I can't <laughs> say with all confidence. I know yeah. the exact answer. But my guess is there, unless you're talking about commercial beers that normally use preservatives, uh-huh. but if you're comparing it to a microbrew that probably doesn't have preservatives, then right. they would have the same shelf life. But if you're comparing it to, like, one of the big commercial brands, that has a long list of chemicals that they put in yeah. for this, that, or the other thing, but some of those chemicals' purpose is to be a preservative, then no, it wouldn't last as long. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. And and some of the articles I was reading were talking about just that, and, and, and that's one of the things that's important to organic brewers. Although, m- like you said, most craft brewers aren't using uh, artificial preservatives anyway. Um, so... I, I think that's a pretty good answer that you could expect uh, your organic beer to last uh, just as long as your favorite uh, craft beer. You know, if you if don't. If you're concerned about long shelf life, make it a little stronger. There you <laughs> go. The alcohol will preserve it. That a girl. <laughs> a little more hops. That's what I like to do yeah, too. Anyway. A little anyway. more hops. A little more alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Well, those were the uh, original preservatives anyway. So uh, why not stick to that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, German beers, you're not going to find any preservatives in those. It's against the law. That's true. You know, so uh, you probably get the same shelf life as you would expect at any things like that. It's against the law. The law. The law. That's how we have to say the Reinheinsgebot. We call it the law. you got to drop your voice a little. The law. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Give me a couple years. Uh, here's a general question that came through from somebody that uh, just A wants to know, is organic beer beneficial to your health? What do you think about that? Well, I would say that they have done studies that show that drinking beer in moderation is beneficial to your health. So why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good less. answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if it has live yeast. I mean, that, that brings in extra B vitamins, amino acids, things that are really good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Just like beer like in general. In moderation. <laughs> yes. But anything, you got to assume, I mean, and this to me is the common sense part of organics. You just kind of got to assume that anything without chemicals in it has got to be better for you than stuff that has chemicals in it. I mean, to me, it's just, I don't have to pull out a long list of studies to know that I'd rather not put chemicals in my body, you know, unless they're illegal and illicit. That's different. <laughs> is it true that to be an organic brewer, you have to walk around barefoot and smoke a lot of weed? Absolutely not. <laughs> that would definitely be a minority of the typical customer that we have. Is right that now. right? That's. I mean, good there are you know there are organic brewers that do just that. There are organic brewers who are fifty years old and retiring, and you know, tinkering around in their garages, and you know, they're college student organic brewers. I mean, all walks of life. Yeah, absolutely. See, I just think that's one of those misconceptions, especially when I posted this this show topic earlier in the week. I got emails saying, "Hey, have fun with your hippie show," you know, <laughs> this uh, this Sunday. But I, I think that it's uh, it's just a funny misconception that everyone has to be a hippie to to get into organics. And the organics industry in in not just food, everybody can see that, but uh, in beer is just it's growing exponentially. Uh, Budweiser, you know, just released two different organic beers. I'm sure you know about that too. Uh, and uh, one thing they were talking about is that made it even harder for craft brewers to get a hold of hops because Anheuser-Busch can buy so many uh, of the organic hops that it kind of caused a difficulty for a little while. Did you feel any of that pain trying to find hops for your shop? Um, we haven't come across that yet, okay. but we have you know, long-term relationships with our supplier. We 
suppliers. We write contracts years in advance, and we're kind of a smaller, you know, compared to the amount of hops that Budweiser would want, we're hardly on the radar, um, although we're we're growing to become larger. Great. Um, but, you know, the other thing to, to pay attention to is um, I think from what I've heard, Budweiser grows a lot of their own hops, or they have contracts, exclusive contracts, with farmers to grow hops just for them. Okay. And, you know, I would hope that they're doing that with their organic beer, that yeah. they're working to grow their own organic hops Absolutely. and create new supply. Um, I do know that a lot of the big brewers, and I won't name any names because I don't like to do that, but um, mm-hmm. have signed a petition to the USDA to add hops to a national list that would um, allow hops to be used in organic beer even after the rule change coming up in June. Uh-huh. To allow conventional hops in organic, certified organic beer right. if the hops can be proven unobtainable organic. And if so, that happened, then uh, people wouldn't even have to list it on their bottles that they're using non-organic hops? Is that the result? Correct. I see. And so, that, that's what's going on now, but um, the rule change will make it a little tougher for them to do that, but the, um, the breweries that did petition the USDA were successful in having hops added to that list. So if they can say, oh, we can't get organic Czech saws hops, and we can't brew organic beer without organic Czech saws hops, yeah. then the USDA will put their stamp on the beer, even if it contains okay. non-organic hops. And so, yeah, that's something we have a problem with. Yeah. Um, Gee, who, who do you think has the power to do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> what exactly. big company has the power to do that? It's uh, <laughs> it's not the 21st Amendment, I'll tell you that, Gee. <laughs> well, you, know, you mean at 563 2nd Street? It, yeah. <laughs> If you take it to a basic level, I mean, I was in a a drugstore looking at um, some of the Budweiser organic beer on the shelf that was selling for $8 a six-pack compared to the $5 a six-pack they're getting for the non-organic beer. Yeah. And just running the numbers in my head and going, if they're not using organic hops, they're they're spending like 20 cents more for the organic beer. And charging $3 more. Maybe 50 cents more when you have to deal with the extra paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Boy, what a, what a scam that is. JP, we're in the wrong business. Yeah, we are. I think that this radio show is going organic next week, and I'm going to start charging everybody. You should. <laughs> to listen. I already didn't shower today. I'm all, I'm all up for that. You're organic already. Um, here's a well, good the true organic people, you know, just when you look at people who really want to do the right thing and take the long view, their reasons aren't to make more money. Their reasons are because they want to see agriculture be more sustainable long-term, that their grandchildren will have the same variety of food available and the same yummy beer to drink that we have today. Yeah. And I, and I hope for the same thing. Not for JP's kids, but for mine. <laughs> Here's a good question that came through the chat room. What sort of uh, chemical makes something non-organic and he brings up an example he says that uh, gypsum is a chemical but it's also natural so what do you think about that i don't know if i would call gypsum a chemical because it's something that's mined directly out of the earth and not altered really it might be processed they might take out you know the little bits of this rock and that rock and just end up with pure gypsum 
Okay. But the same with like uh, you know, like Isinglass. That's uh, fish guts. You know, that should be organic too, right? I guess if the fish was organic. Yeah. Um, there are certain things like that, brewing aids, that um, can be brought. There is a list of allowed things, like processing aids, right. that may not remain in the finished beer or maybe such a small percentage. If there are things that come from the earth, like gypsum or are harvested from the sea, like Irish moss, and the the manufacturing process is reviewed and shown to be not chemically intensive yeah. or dependent, and you take a sample of that gypsum and analyze it in a lab, and it doesn't have a lot of chemicals in it or any of the disallowed, um, then it can be used in an organic product, but each recipe that's um, certified organic, including our own beer kit recipes, we have to submit that recipe to the certification agency, and it has to be approved in order for us to be able to call it organic. Ah, okay. So, you know, they have a list of processing agents, and I believe gypsum is and Irish moss can be allowed on that list. Aha. But other more artificially created chemicals that might be, you know, something you can only get out of a laboratory and can't just mine it out of the earth or harvest it out of the sea yeah, would probably not make that list. Okay. And if you go, you can find these things out by going to one of the certification agencies or CCOF. Is, we're certified by CCOF under the USDNOP, um, USDA National Organic Program, sorry. Um, there's a website for the, the National Organic Program. You can link to it from ours. Um, the re, you know, the information is definitely out there. Uh-huh. And we have a, a book, um, so if that person wants to email me directly, I can probably go into that book and look and see if those things specifically are on the list. Okay, or maybe they can buy that book from you. It's it's basically a guide published by our certifying agency. Okay, so I see. Like, it's like a guidebook that they give out to everyone who's certified organic so that we know what what we can use and what we can't use. Okay. All right, last thing I want to make sure we cover with you, because you had mentioned it to me, you guys are going to be running an all-organic homebrew competition coming up. Definitely. Um, we we voted in our last meeting to do it, and it's kind of how we're kicking off our 10-year anniversary. Um, we are still working out some of the finer details before we publish rules and guidelines for this. We want to make sure we've hashed out, you know, for instance, how do people prove that the beer they brewed is, is organic, made with organic ingredients? Yeah. That's really important. If it's going to be an all-organic contest, we don't want the, the grand prize winner to you know find out later that they brewed <laughs> something that wasn't. Right. So, um, you know, in the spirit of, you know, supporting the organic movement and, and showing the, the sheer diversity of beer styles and, and great kinds of beer and, and fermented beverages that you can make with organic ingredients. Yeah. We thought this would be the perfect way. And, I think that's um, awesome. So in about a week, we'll have all that information on our website. So anyone interested, please come back or give us a call in a week, and we should have all that up, up there. But we want to be able to allow people who, say, grew their hops organically yeah, um, to be able to use those, even if they don't have a receipt. So right. 
trying to figure out all those little details. <laughs> There's going to be a certain amount of uh, brewer's code. You're just going to have to accept that if people are just going to have to be honest about things, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's and, you know. So what we're we're thinking is maybe a little sample of those hops or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, see, I think that's a great idea, and I am definitely going to enter. It will only be the second homebrew competition that I've done, and uh, I and I want to do that because I just think it's, awesome. a, it's a cool thing. So for me. Um, it, I, I might just then get all of my ingredients from you and, and that sort of receipt, you know, you guys will obviously know where the ingredients came from. That will be my certification that I've brewed an organic beer, right? Yeah. And the, uh, we know there are a lot of homebrew shops around the country that at least sell organic base malt. Um, we're starting to sell to a growing number of homebrew shops. So hopefully this will encourage homebrew shops to take the plunge and um, start selling a few organic things. Yeah, absolutely. They have that want that, and um, you know, a receipt from that shop would be suitable as well. Um, okay. Or you know, anybody else? If you got, if you just go to breworganic.com, you do mail order just like the other big uh, homebrew shops too, right? People can order from all over the country. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And that's a cool thing. I was thinking, see, I kind of wanted to, when I was thinking about starting to brew organic, I was going to start with just base malt. I was just going to go up and buy a, a huge sack of two-row from you guys and mm-hmm. uh, and, and just start start with that. Um, you guys obviously sell in quantity like that as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. We have, um, you know, the same shipping challenges that any other um Mail order homebrew retailer has it's incredibly expensive now to ship heavy objects. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, we we do encourage people if they have a local source for the base malt, then do it. Um, you know, we've had people brew our kits and win contests with them. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if if it if it's re- you know doing all that trial and error with new ingredients is daunting, don't let that discourage people. There, you know. Our kits will work too. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you put a, a your own spin on it, add a extra hop or whatever. Yeah, make it your own. Yeah, I'm just gonna send uh, producer Chad out there to pick up my stuff. I, I don't, I can't pay all that shipping. We're just sending Chad, JP. Yeah, let's do it. Does more beer carry any organic grains yet, JP? No, we we did uh, several years ago, and uh-huh. and. and and we found in order to really call them organic, you have to be certified, and we just didn't want to go through that. So yeah. anyone who calls us, we just send them down to Amelia, actually. Ah, cool. Um, it, I mean, it's, We're always sending people back and forth. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. We we'll probably um, want some fabricated gear and all the cool gizmos and gadgets that Morbier has. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the way you know, the industry should be, I think. You know, you, you, you know it's she has a definitely um, uh, a handle on, on the organic thing, and... And she's doing a really good job with it, so why, you know, why bother? Yeah. You know, it's just, there you go. Yeah. Okay, one more question. It was kind of a weird question, um, but I got to ask it anyway because the listeners want to know. Are there, is there organic equipment, like buckets and carboys and kettles and weird stuff like that? I mean, is that just a silly notion? Um, It's, it's. Well, in one way, it might be a silly notion because, you know, organic is something that's grown usually. Yeah. Uh, but there's a whole other movement that we're also um, aligned with and starting to veer towards, and that's called the fair trade movement. Uh-huh. And that, it's more of a, a socially progressive, like, wanting to make sure that the brew pot that you buy wasn't made by child labor in China. Um, gotcha. So the fair trade is a growing movement where 
um, a more fair wage was given so that the the families that work in these factories can afford to send their kids to school instead of making them work in factories. Right. So it just kind of um, keeps the socially conscious part of the organic movement in all the products right. that we buy. Right. So, you know, thinking about where that object was made, yeah. um, if possible, choosing something that is more durable and long-lasting like glass instead of plastic, which, you know, the plastic industry has done miracles and there's amazing, you know, products and progress that have been made with plastics. But it, it is very polluting of an industry and, um, yeah. you know, there's incredible scary toxins involved with it. And if you have an option to use glass instead of plastic or stainless steel instead of plastic, yeah. that's kind of more of the organic direction. Okay. Oh, that's a good answer, actually. Now I don't feel so dumb for asking the question. Thank you. <laughs> Most questions are not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been listening to this show long enough, obviously. <laughs> Uh, uh, Gucci wants you uh, to send Doc down in his Hummer to get pick up organic grains. <laughs> yeah, if I send my co-host who drives a Hummer, will you guys let him in the door to pick up my we ingredients? Have, we've had a few customers that drive Hummers. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is that? You show up at the organic <laughs> shop in your Hummer. <laughs> we actually have a back entrance that uh, we yeah. would like all the Hummer guys to kind of come to, and yeah. you'll get it in a plain brown paper bag. Yeah. Well, Hummer drivers want organic, too. Yeah, that's true. Now, do you drive like a, a hybrid, or, I mean, are you fully into this? You got a, a, a biodiesel? What you, can I get into that with you? No, just I'm quickly? veering towards that. You I are. mean, I, I drive a Chevy pickup truck because I have to go pick up stuff for our store all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> no. So, um, but I'm I'm actually thinking about transitioning to a diesel because now you can go down the street and buy biodiesel. Ah. But I need to research it more Absolutely. because I think that might be a shorter term solution than than a you know an electric vehicle that would be powered by solar electric or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to be hypocritical and and be a part of modern society. <laughs> oh, it is. In fact, I have fully accepted that I'm one of the biggest hypocrites I know. And and the farther I get into this movement, the more I realize I'm a hypocrite. But but you're right. It becomes impossible to uh, to not be. I mean, what are we going to do? I'm just going to sit at home and uh, let JP ride me on his handlebars. Yes, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do ride. I do ride my bike, and and actually, with the gas prices today, yeah. I find it harder and harder not to ride my bike to work. Absolutely. So, you know, on days when I don't have to haul something and it's nice out, and I have no excuse. I've got a great bike that I love to ride. Right. Well, you know, it's one of those, you do what you can, you know, no one, you know, just because you, you know, want to buy like organic carrot juice doesn't mean you have to convert everything over to, you know, solar power and recycle and everything like that. You do what you can. Not everyone can yeah. do that. But exactly. But if you support that kind of um, industry and in, in everyday choices, if you recycle, if you, you know, choose the organic thing, choose the lower environmental impact thing. I mean, those little choices add up and they make a difference. Yeah. And I hear that uh, with all these hybrids and stuff, you know, the Prius and whatnot, they don't know what they're going to do with all the batteries when the cars die in like 10 years. Agreed. That's a whole other environmental problem. Yeah. You know. So it's a short-term solution, but then, you know, when your car dies, you know, then what? Yeah. I remember I was on a plane ride recently and looking for one of those catalogs, and they have a child's toy that cost about $15 that was um, a hydrogen fuel cell car. 
And I was like, well, wouldn't it be neat if you could just buy one of those to drive? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Runs> on water. <laughs> <laughs> Make a larger version, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with us and uh, educating us about organics. Um, I, awesome. I really appreciate the time. Seven Bridges Co-op, and you can go to breworganic.com. I guess look in the coming weeks about uh, their homebrew competition to celebrate the 10th anniversary. You can find that there on the website. I'll put a link of you guys up on my homepage, too, um, and that way people can go straight to uh, Seven Bridges that way. And, uh, yeah, can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it. This is fascinating stuff to me, and I hope we can get you down here to do some more with us uh, in the future. I'd love to. Okay. Very cool. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Thanks for spending time. All right. You're welcome. Cheers. Take care. Bye. All right, that's cool, you know. And I will say, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a busy weekend for a lot of people, so to spend time on a Memorial Day Sunday afternoon with us, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And I appreciate that very much. Um, I will be doing some more organic shows like this, so I hope you guys uh, hope you liked it. Otherwise, pay attention to, yeah. the, to when I post it, so you know what weekends to take off. <laughs> <laughs> well, judging the uh, judging by the amount of, of of actually really quality questions coming from the chat, I, I think people people dug it, except Gucci. Who was being the ever-loving cynic? <laughs> yeah, but f that guy, Flufa Gooch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I just think you know, and I'm not trying to convert anybody. I think it's interesting, and I think it's something that we should know about. And it's a big movement in the brew industry right now. So we cover everything else that's uh, that are that's happening, and this is one of them too. So what I'm going to do next time is get some of these new organic breweries that are opening up in here. There's a new one going to open up in Portland soon. I did speak to them briefly. Uh, actually, I, it might not be Portland. I, I know it's in Oregon. Though um, I did speak to them briefly, briefly, but they couldn't make it uh, this time. So um, yeah, so we'll be doing a few more shows. When are like they going to open up? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I, I think they're close. I think they uh, what they were saying is that they were actually going to brew some test bat, some pilot batches. So they are set up, and they were going to do a little bit of brewing, but it wasn't going to be opened up quite yet. Hey, so. great answer. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. All right, so uh, we've got a little more fun stuff for you in store. We're going to come back and uh, do that with you. And uh, if you didn't like the organic discussion, you know, F you, and uh, we won't be talking too much more about it today, so you can keep hanging with us. Yeah, Gucci. <laughs> Take that, Gooch. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for uh, sticking with us here on your Memorial Day weekend if you're in the U.S., and uh, we'll be right back with some good stuff. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This summer, an imperial caliber event will change the face of live beer radio forever. If you attend one beer event this year, make it the GABF. But if you attend two, it better be the Brewing Network Anniversary Party, baby. The Brewing Network Anniversary Party at the Bistro in Hayward, California, USA, planet Earth. Great beer, great surprises, great Scott. Augustina Barun. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Grab a shower, let's hit the pub. 
it's happy hour If we get bombed Who gives a damn I'm not as drunk As you think I am Those chicks right there Don't look too good But three more beers I guess I would It's either them Or my right hand I'm not as think As you drunk I am So buy another round We'll sit right here And drink them down Are you girls waiting on your friends? What did you say? You're lesbians. Bartender cancel those two drinks. I'm not as in as you drunk, I think. This beer is moving like a train. I think my lizard needs a drain. But first I'll have... A double shot I'm drunk you think As you am is not So buy another round We'll sit right here And drink them down Get everyone another beer You'll have to kick us out of here Bathroom's nice as it can be. It's got four walls. I puked on three. Oops, here comes more. I'll use the sink. I'm not as drunk as you am, I think. I put that bouncer right in his place. I smacked his elbow with my face. He's lucky that. It's closing time Drunk am is not As you think you I'm So buy another round We'll sit right here And drink them down Get everyone another beer You'll have to kick us Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Google Network. Gather round, ye lads and lasses, set ye for a while, and hearken to me mournful tale about the Emerald Isle. Let's all raise our glasses high to friends and family gone, and lift our voices in another Irish drinking song. Consumption took me mother and me father got the pox. Me brother drank the whiskey till he wound up in a box. Me other brother in the troubles met with his demise. Me sister has forever closed her smiling Irish eyes. Now everybody's eyes, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and 
drinking fight until the early morning light. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then go drinking once again. Kenny was killed in Kilkenny, and Claire, she died in Clare. Tip and Tipperary died out in the den, yeah. Shannon jumped into the river, Shannon back in June. Ernie fell into the urn, and Tom was in the tomb. Cleanliness is godliness, me Uncle Pat would sing. He broke his neck, and slipping on a bar of Irish ping. Oh, Grady, he was 80, though his bride was just a pup. He died upon the honeymoon when she got his Irish up. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then go drinking once again. Joe Murphy fought with Riley near the cliffs of Ordani. He took out his shillelagh and he stabbed him in the spleen. Where Crazy Uncle Mike thought he was a leprechaun, but in fact he's just a leopard and his arms and legs are gone. When Timmy Johnson broke his neck, it was a crying shame. He wasn't really Irish, but he went to Notre Dame. McNamara crossed the street and by a bus was he. But he was just a Scotsman, so nobody gave a shit. Oh. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink him once again. Uncle Brendan tried to drive him from the bar The road rose up to meet him when he fell out of his car Irony was what befell me great-granduncle Sam He choked upon the very last potato in the land Connor lived in Ulster Town, he used to smuggle arms Until the British killed him and cut off his lucky charms And dear old father Flanagan, who left the Lord's employ Drunk on sacramental wine beneath the altar boy Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry We'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up and then go drinking once again Someday soon I'll leave this world of pain and toil and sin. The Lord will take me by the hand to join all of me kin. Me only wish is when the Savior comes for me and you. He kills the cast of Riverdance and Michael Flatley too. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink him once again. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink him once again. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink him once again. What you do? Oh, hello, Diego. I hack into Brewing Network again. Big party coming soon. Not again. Look, I am into Brewcaster Skype account. What? Call someone. Hello? John, John Palmer. Who is this? Oh, this, um, producer chat. Right. You go to anniversary party at Bistro in Hayward on June 3rd? Yeah, I'll be there. In fact, I'm taking Bart. Bart? Bart? Yeah, there's a discount on your first beer with a bar ticket. Who is this Bart, and why he give us discount? Yeah, I'm not do sexual performance favor again. My throat's still sore. No, 
no. BART is public transportation. The Brewing Network wants everyone to use it getting to and from the anniversary show. Big show? Yeah. Great beer? You bet. Live music? Yep. Okay, I hack airline travel website next. The Brewing Network second anniversary party. You never know who you'll see there. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. So, would you like to divide hotel room? John? And now, back to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network. JP, anybody ordering us some uh, organic pizza over there or what? No. <laughs> Nobody it. is. Damn it. I'm going to eat cheese and salami for dinner again. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I don't know what you're eating, JP. Oh. You can eat trail mix. Producer Chad's trail mix. Trail mix. <laughs> 888-401-BEER is the number here, kids. We just got done with the Seven Bridges Cooperative doing our organic interview. We're going to have a little fun here, and then we're going to get out of here. Two episodes left in The Sopranos, JP, and one of them is tonight. Wow. I am out of here. Wow. you're. Uh, I've been watching uh, them at 3 a.m. for the last uh, few weeks after we get done with the show, you know. Why? Because is that, that good? I saw one episode. Eh, it wasn't too impressive. Yeah, this from a guy who can't get enough of... Uh, 24, yeah. which was a horrible, horrible ending last Monday night. I was pissed. Was it the end of the show forever? No, there's two more seasons. But uh, it was just really bad. Season finale. Horrible. Nobody cares. F you, Jack Bauer. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Jack Bauer. No. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. See, any show with Kiefer Sutherland, come on. Dude, you're talking uh, Lost Boys. Uh, he I know. Was, he Back was in, in the day. The other movie. He was in a, a lot of movies that were great. Yeah. And I love him. And Paris Hilton. Two episodes left, Daniela. Isn't Paris in jail? You're in jail. Jail. We're getting a How bad. How do you know? I don't know. Hey, are you ordering us pizza with your German credit card? I would order you some healthy stuff if you need food. Do, do they deliver, like, salads and shit? Or? They do deliver salads. Hey, you're going to have to call us back because we're getting an echo. Bye. Bye. Echo. Daniela's going to do the last uh, segment with us, I think, here. Yeah. So now you won't be able to use the 800 number while we've got her on the line, but you could Skype me. I might I might see you there. Um, okay. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Are you well, delirious? People, you have well, a fever from your cold? I do. I'm pretty sick, actually. Well, I feel like I'm going to uke. Maybe I should hold your head back and stroke your hair and say, it will be all right. <laughs> Everything will be fine. What is wrong with you? I can sing you German, German lullaby. <laughs> yeah. The gay prince is with us, Hello? too. Hello. Hi, Daniela. Better now? Yeah, that's better. Hello, girlfriend. How are you doing? You have not come to see me in my castles. Isn't that the gay prince of yeah. Bavaria? Yeah, he's, he's very much me. He's in the studio with us. I just, oh, man. I just want to tell you, girlfriend, that uh, it's very, very, very good talking to you. I'm very tickly in my nipples. <laughs> Since when it's great does talking to you, too, gay prince. Thank you. <laughs> Since when does the gay prince use girlfriend in his vocabulary? I work with a lot of women, maybe. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> they don't feel threatened by my piece of oak between my legs. <laughs> All right. 
It's enough out of you. Goodbye. So here's what we're going to play right now. It's not really a game. It's just kind of fun. JP found this beer drinker's dictionary. Um, okay. And so there's all these different phrases, and I think it'll be fun to have... Uh, JP, have you read through these? No, I actually haven't. Perfect, because I think it'll be fun if, before I tell you their meaning, if you guys uh, kind of chime in and tell us what you think it means. Is this a game? Are we playing against each other? Is Bub in the chat room there? Can I win something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can win the right to give us pizza. No, Bub is Bub left. Oh, because I wanted him to play along with us, too. Somebody Skype me. We'll get it. somebody else to play the... along, too. Yeah, you can win the opportunity. Have offensive CJ Skype you. All right, have offensive CJ. Skype me if he can. I don't know if he has it. Um, Daniela, you can win the right to buy me a plane ticket to Munich. There you go. Can I win something? <laughs> <laughs> you can win a $1,600 hole in your credit account. <laughs> you, you know can what? Win. We were talking with JP that uh, B3 has to send me some brewing equipment so I can get started brewing here in Germany. Yeah. That's so a- how about if I win, JP is going to send me a nice B3 starter kit. I told, I told you that I'll, I'll send you my package. It'll be... <laughs> That'd I know fun. what your package is like, JP. Yeah. Whoa. Justin told me. <laughs> We've had conversations about it once or twice. Yeah, well, he's frigid, so. <laughs> well, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're going to have to go to Chris Graham for that. You know. Nah, JP can do it. He has power. I do have power. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> All right, well, let's just try with you two while we're waiting okay, to see it. if offensive CJ is going to Skype us in. Uh, he doesn't have Skype. He okay. can call in regular, though, he says. No, nah, the phone's busy right yeah. now. Danielle is on it. All right, what do you think booze coupons are? What kind of thing? Booze coupons. What kind of thing? Booze coupons. You get free booze for those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good guess. That's a great guess, JP. Um, booze coupons. I don't even know. I would have no idea. Um, uh, when you find a mouse in a bottle of beer and you take it back to the brewery and you get free case of beer. All right, don't you don't gotta be a dumbass about it. I don't know. It was a strange brew reference. Okay, I was trying to be good. Gucci, you got a guess? Guess for what? For what booze coupons are? Uh, are they organic beer? Non-organic. It's beer. money. It's just money. Oh, cash money. Jesus. That's what a booze coupon is. All right. How about? Uh, it would have been funny if the definition was just a, a pair of tits. <laughs> Those are booze coupons. Hi, Gucci. Hello, boss is lost. How are you, my friend? Uh, she must be drunk if she's calling Gucci your friend. <laughs> Very <you know>. nice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Gucci brought us a bunch of German beer, Daniela. I can't. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's good. I've been drinking it. Uh, all right, what do you think a booze muscle is, <laughs> Daniela? It's your stomach. You say it's your stomach. No, it's your bladder. It's your bladder. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, <laughs> Gooch, you got a guess? Uh, your mouth. JP? Gucci's mouth. <laughs> yeah! Booze muscle is the increase in courage and combat abilities linked to heavy alcohol consumption. <laughs> combat abilities. Yeah. You know, like That's when you good. Get, like me, when I get drunk, I think I can beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah. Truth is, no. it would be a big mess if I got in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Let's see, let's see. There's a lot of them here. Deja booze. You know what deja booze is? Danielle? Deja booze. Okay, it is when you wake up the next morning next to a woman who is totally freaking <laughs> disgusting. 
You've been having a good time out there, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good guess right there. I almost want to make that the definition. JP? Deja booze. Yeah. It's uh, when you go back to the Tornado five times in a row and get shitty service. <laughs> no. Over and over and over again. <laughs> You're so bitter, JP. Yeah. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. Gooch? Danielle. Well, Daniela, you throw up or something? It's when uh, an infrequently enjoyed drink reminds you of the last time you had it. So, oh. like, if you have a margarita and the last time you drank margaritas, you puked. Yeah, and you like just the smell of it—that's deja vu. Oh, wow. oh, that's what happens to me whenever I smell tequila. Because when I was eighteen, I had a big tequila party. I had like twenty-five tequila shots, and I cannot smell tequila anymore. Tequila, uh, tequila, yeah. Apparently, there's two L's when it's spelled in German. <laughs> Isn't that where you buy like a lot of like press board furniture and stuff? <laughs> trying to get all smart ass on me, JP. Or is that IKEA? I'm, I'm going down to the Tukia. I need some. Uh, I need some new furniture. <laughs> I miss you, Daniela. I think my definition was best. I think so too. You win that one. You win that round. Uh, Five hundred dollars for you, Daniela. Thank you. All right, this one is fun. BN dollars? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. We call them BN bucks, yeah. actually. Uh, everybody knows this guy. You've all, especially as homebrewers, some of you are this guy. This guy is called the Keg Commander. What do you think the Keg Commander is, Daniela? It's the one who, who gets to tap the keg? Mm, pretty close. The one who uh, uh, is a Nazi about how you pour it. Yeah, that's exactly right, JP. Yeah. He's the boisterous chap who hovers around the keg so as to ensure everyone knows how to properly pour a beer. You all know this guy. His name's Dr. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, good guess there. Flo, can you get me another beer, please? <laughs> I thought Flo passed out. Is he up now? He's back up. No, I woke him up again. Give me a beer, <laughs> Get bitch. you a beer? <laughs> He's having another yeah. beer himself. And didn't you send out your friends to go get more beer? No, not send them out. Send them to my kitchen. Oh. <laughs> All right, Gooch, you're going to be up first on this one. What are the roadside Olympics? Bub. Uh, it's not Bub. Good guess. <laughs> JP, roadside Olympics? I would have said Bub, too. <laughs> roadside Olympics. Oh, when you're maybe trying to walk home? Uh, Daniela, roadside Olympics? It is when you have been drinking in the RV with your friends all day long, then you go on the street, you pull over, you want to pee, and you have a competition on who pees the longest. <laughs> on, on who pees the longest. You have long answers. Wait, uh, why does it have to be an RV? <laughs> because that's, she's very specific. She's no. German. Because <laughs> in America, you're only allowed to have alcohol in an RV, right? Yeah, she's right. She makes a good point, JP. Yeah, well. well, you're wrong anyway. Uh, roadside Olympics are the uh, sobriety tests when, you know, those guys who are walking the line and touching uh, their nose and all that of that. Close. That's close. Uh, that's what the roadside Olympics are. That's pretty are. funny. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The roadside Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is no second place in that shit right there. <laughs> that's gold or nothing, man. How about a Trojan hooch? What do you think a Trojan <laughs> hooch is? This uh, I don't know what the hooch is. What's that? You what is a hooch? Uh, hooch is like uh, it's like booze. Booze, you know. Like oh, it has to be okay. one of those fruity drinks that you don't think is gonna um, gonna hammer you, and then you you de- you drink it. And like five minutes later, you're standing in your head. It's a good question. I mean, a good that answer. Was a good answer, I gave thank you, you. Yeah. <laughs> Gooch. What do you think the Trojan hooch is? Dude looks like a lady. 
<laughs> it's like that is. He just has random answers to everything. Uh, okay. No, JP looks like a lady at the end of the long night. Oh, I see. That's what are you trying Trojan. to say? Oh, I see. A, Gooch, a, a guy that looks like that. Okay. That's a good answer. Uh, yes. Daniela, Trojan Hooch? Yeah, I will go with JP's answer. It's a drink that sneaks up on you. Okay. No, it's actually, uh, it's bringing an empty bottle wrapped in a brown paper bag to a party so that you don't appear to be the mooch. Like you didn't show up with anything. <laughs> you just bring a, it's a Trojan ah. hooch. That's good. Mm-hmm, not bad. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of good ones here. I just gotta pick out the right ones. What's the score? Uh, I think you're winning 79 to nothing. No, I think JP got one. Oh, 79 to one then. And Gooch mm-hmm. is bringing up the rear with negative 18. As usual. Hell yeah. Prost, guys. I have to take a drink. Okay, you go ahead and take a drink. Done. Gooch, uh, you got those pizzas on the way or what, man? Yeah, are we getting our organic pizzas in here? Trust me. Organic, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> uh, no, honey, you're eating salad tonight. I don't have any salad. I would love to well, eat a salad tonight, salad. actually. Where are you, you can't just order salad. Hey, just on can order salad. You say tossing salad? It's a free country. <laughs> no, nobody's ordering it's a salad. Free country. You, you have a point, Daniela. You can order salad. There's nobody on the other end of the phone to deliver salad to you. Ah, yeah, uh-huh. All right, what about a deserter? What's a deserter? Gucci knows this one. Gooch? Huh? What did you ask me? <laughs> Never mind. The army guy? Turn a Gooch down. A deserter? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, probably a guy like me who likes to leave a party anonymously very early. That would be a good answer. In fact, we should change it to that. Daniela, what's a deserter? I don't understand the word, so I have no guess. Okay. It's, it's a meal that you eat after your meal. It's very like a chocolate cake or ice cream or something. Oh, it's a dessert? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Don't listen to him. Um, well, I like JP's answer better. He is a deserter. But uh, this definition is that it's a full beer possibly hidden found when cleaning up the next day oh, after, yeah. after a party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A deserter. That's good. You know, I will be uh, 100% there at the party all the time. I will stay. <laughs> at the anniversary I'm party? At the, at the anniversary party. You're going to stay till the end? I'm going to be at the after party. No, I have the won't. next day off. So you're going to be there and yeah. you're going to get your drink on? Yeah. All right. I'll be there. Date rape. What is date? I know what that is. You know what date rape is? And I didn't force her. She <laughs> No, um Let's let Daniela answer first cuz she this might be funny. Daniela, what is what do you think date rape is? And it's not the date real. Date rape? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Date rape? Date rape. It's the name of a of a beer nomenclature. It's not the actual thing. Okay. So a date rape is a guy who is trying to force a date out of you, right? <laughs> I would love it if, like, some guy comes up to Danielle on the street in Munich and asks her out. He's like, come on, you got to go out with me. And she's like, this is date rape. <laughs> totally ruined that guy's life forever. <laughs> yeah. He's found guilty of date rape. You must get date raped, like, every day if that's the definition. <laughs> that's my guess. Okay, that's a good guess. Date rape is the, uh, you want to give an answer, JP? Are you laughing to me? You can't. Now he's crying. He's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give the answer. <laughs> no, ask Gucci. Uh, Gooch, what's date rape? It's when you t- uh, tape somebody to a window. <laughs> That's Oz rape, actually. That's something different. Yeah. Okay, date rape is the uh, nickname given to any number of alcoholic beverages that taste like they have no booze in them whatsoever. It refers to their effectiveness in helping dudes get laid. 
I'm sticking with Daniela. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like Daniela's answer. <laughs> Daniela wins that one. I yeah, think. I think she wins the whole thing. I think that'll. We can't top that. That'll have to be the end of it right there. Thank you for playing, everybody. Daniela, you, like I said, won the opportunity to send me a, a plane ticket. Or a brewing kit from B3. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever comes first. Are you sure there's no more questions you can ask her? Because like, uh, I'd really like to hear her, her definitions for some of these things. <clears throat> you want to try more? Let's just make Daniela define every single one. Yeah. At no, least, at least, unfair. at least one or two more, because okay. that's really funny. All right, let me find. What's a barley sandwich, Daniela? A barley. <laughs> I want JP to answer this one first. Okay. Uh, a barley sandwich. I don't know, Daniela. <laughs> you guys suck. You're killing the game here, both of you. Give an answer. We're moving on. Diarrhea. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer. <laughs> Partly sandwiches, diarrhea. Uh, it's a it's a beer for lunch. So when you go and you have a beer for lunch, that's I a would never sandwich. have guessed that. It's also known as a slurp sandwich. A, s- a slurp sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can buy that in Tokyo for twenty bucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gooch laughing in the back there. That's uh, a sudsy. Come on, that's Thailand. Totally different. Uh, what is felony juice? What is that first word? Uh, felony. It's like uh, it's a crime that'll. Oh, it's a crime, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think, think Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> think Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's funny that that's the first thing that came into Gucci's head, but yes. <laughs> uh, what What do you think felony juice is, Daniela? Well, we all think of our. Oh, heroes. I go with Gucci. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he is felony juice. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> JP. No, I'm not felony juice. Uh, felony juice. Um. I would think like like uh. Like bug juice, you know, like a um, like swamp, you know, the bug juice or something where they just have like Kool Aid and then a bunch of booze in it. I see. Uh, no, it's to, in this instance, it's tequila, but it could all it could it just as easy be like Jack Daniels, you know? It's yeah. like anything that makes you get angry and uh, oh, you know, get yourself into trouble. That's felony like, juice. Yeah, like Drake's IPA. Yeah. Uh, what is front loading, Daniela? Front loading. <laughs> Front-loading? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. JP? To be loaded in the front. <laughs> what do Come you on. Think? JP, what do you think? Front-loading? Yeah. Um, dude, I don't even know. I can't, I'm not good at this game. It, the, the answers are so out there. Yeah, you suck. I know. I, I have no idea. Gooch? Oh, I, oh wait, no. When you're in college and you're broke, you buy the most expensive beer you can get, a six-pack. And then after you're shit-faced, you buy PBR. It's perfect. <laughs> Take it to the bank. <laughs> Front-loading is getting drunk before going to a nightclub no, because the club drinks oh, are so expensive. You call it what? what? I go uh, Well, we in Germany, we have a, a scientific uh, term for that. It's called pre-glowing. Pre glowing. Pre heating yourself up. It's pre starting the the engine. I see. <laughs> you have a scientific <laughs> term. What, what do you guys call it? Front loading. Front loading. I've just yeah. always called it. Hey, let's drink a bunch before we go out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my friend Flo and I we just had a discussion about how great pre uh, pre glowing is actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We do that here every single night we go out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sound like a bunch of alcoholics. Totally. Germany. Okay. Last one. The Fugly Bus. 
JP, what do you think the Fugly Bus is? Um, the Fugly Bus? Yes. That would have to be uh, where all my dates come from. It's <laughs> a good answer. <laughs> Daniela, what do you think the Fugly Bus is? The Fugly Bus is a cab that leaves a club filled with chicks that are fat and ugly and nobody wanted to pick them up. It, the um, important thing about it is it's only girls in that cab. <laughs> Wow! Wow! I, I I I call that the official answer. Wow! <laughs> uh, the definition here is that it's the mysterious bus that whisks away all the ugly people from the bar and replaces them with their beautiful cousins while you're in the bathroom draining your tenth pint. So it's another Good term, answer. another term for beer goggles, basically. All right, that's a, that's enough. I can hear people falling asleep all over the world right now. So, uh, the, um, guys just renamed the the chat room the Fugly Bus. <laughs> chat room is the fu- yeah. that's, that's good actually. It should be the Fugly Bus. And then Two Smasher goes, "Is it a short bus?" <laughs> yes, probably. Of it course is. it is. All right, Gooch. Thanks for playing along, brother. Bye bye. We'll see you. There's the great Gooch and uh, Daniela. Man, what a I don't I hate doing shows without you. Yeah. This was fun having you on here with us today. Thank you, Justin. Justin, I'm going to put the picture over my head so you can say goodbye properly. Yeah, let me make out with your picture on JP's face here really quick okay. before you go. <laughs> it's disgusting. I just want to lick your face now, JP. He's grabbing his breasts and trying to perk them up. It's not working. Now he has big breasts. <laughs> he does. All right, babe. Thanks very much. It was a good show and good to have you here. Thank you. It was gonna... great being with you guys. You going to go pass out now? No. You gonna drink more? Yes. What time is it there? I don't know. It's beer time. <laughs> the, the, the JP, the the JP version of you is uh, answering all these questions with the uh, body uh, language in in the studio here. It's great. <laughs> JP, you're gonna have to wear that on your head every show now. That's fine. <laughs> uh, we're gonna dismiss. But before I go, you want to play my song? Oh, I never found it. Let me, yeah, I got to do that for you. Hang Some on. things don't change, D. Uh, where the hell did I put that? Here, listen to this while I while I try to find it. All right. <laughs> you remember what that is? It's the panda. Yeah, this is the panda. Wow, I can't believe you actually remember which animal it was. Uh, God, where did I put that thing? It's got to be here somewhere, doesn't it? Daniel, sing us a song while he's waiting, please. <laughs> yeah, sing How us. about we talk a little bit about the um, organic brewing discussion that you guys had going on? Did you like it? Well, as far as I could tell, I really liked it. Yeah, I think I have to listen to the archives again to yeah. actually get all the information, but I think it's great that you guys pick up the topic. Yeah, I liked doing it, actually. It was a lot of fun. And it's a good topic to do without Hummer Boy Doc here, too, since he was gone this week. I figured uh, that would work. Okay, yeah, I absolutely, think because he doesn't give a shit about that stuff. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's not driving around in his organic Hummer, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, <laughs> here you go. That's the wrong one. Was that O Canada? <laughs> so not my son. Yeah, that was O Canada. <laughs> Let's listen to that. O Canada. Uh, my home and native land. How can I not? So what's on the agenda for the anniversary show, Justin? Uh, I told you at the beginning. You just were drunk and you fell asleep. 
But uh, oh no, I just didn't listen. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've got seven breweries uh, going to send beer there. Plus, he's got twelve taps already. So uh, that's like what thirty-eight taps or something. Um, and we've got two live bands playing. One of them being the Brewing Network band, and that will all be broadcast live. We're going to do some beer jeopardy. We're going to talk to the brewers that are in attendance. We've got some all stars showing up, like John Palmer. He's going to be at the event. <gasps> no shit. Yeah, he's going to be there. That's Absolutely. cool. Yeah. There you go, Danielle. You sing now. Everybody's got to sing. Drunk, 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 drunk of the week. Daniela is drunk of the week. Drunk, 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 drunk of the week. Daniela is drunk of the week. Yeah? Fantastic. There you go. You know, speaking of, uh, I am the opposite of Drunk of the Week. This is I, possibly the first show ever that I've not had a single beer. You're the sober entire the show. Week. I am the sober, I'm the sissy of the week. No. Well, it made for a good show, though. Yeah, maybe I should not drink every show. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You were pretty on point today. Forget it. It's never going to happen. <laughs> hey, you know who I'm going out with tomorrow? I do not. Chris White. Oh, is he in town there? He is in town, yeah. That is awesome. Uh, what are you guys going to do? Well, we're just going to go out for drinks and dinner, and I'm going to ask him to produce some organic yeast. <laughs> Good idea. You've got a lot of leverage with that guy. You should uh, just. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh, we're just going to go out and have some drinks. I'm going to make him produce organic yeast, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to take him to the bat cave. And uh, what? Sounds good. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you could convince him to buy my plane ticket. I want to go no. too. Or, or to send you a beer kit. If that's more important. Do you have the Danielle's World Vigorously theme song? Now we're getting Danielle's song requests. Really? They yeah. want that too? That is uh, code. Mm-hmm. But he has no taste anyway. So. Let's see. <laughs> what do I have here? Code is awesome. Don't we have two of them for you now? This is your official one, I think. Yeah, but no one likes this one. Except for me and Daniela. Yeah. I think it's the gay prince that's singing. Especially this part coming up. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night and eat some organic salad. All right. <laughs> Bye, D. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the great Danielle. Well, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us for the uh, Hippie Crybaby Show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was weird being sober. And uh, I'll never do it again. Yeah, that's weird for you. <laughs> it's very strange. You're going to cope? To be sober in general. Um, all right, we are going to get out of here, and I'm going to go watch The Sopranos and find some organic salad. And we'll be back next week with the anniversary show. I hope you got your plane tickets. I can't wait. Get your asses down here. It's going to be one hell of a party. It will top last year, I guarantee. 
And it's going to be good fun. Stay tuned to the website for details on that. Uh, anything you need to know, I'll be putting there or in the forum. If you have any questions, you can email me, Justin, at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you have any feedback, you can send it to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. I can't wait to see everyone next Sunday. The gay prince is going to go, huh? Oh, yeah. I will not miss that for the world. I'll drink some takia, and uh, it should be very exciting for me. (laughs) Oh, we have a phone call coming in. Should I answer that, or you want to take that now? Oh, man. Go ahead, please. Caller, you're on the air. What's happening? What a fat show. What a what? It was a very, very good show, and I was glad to hear some of the... Influences from Germany. Is this Natty Dredge? It is Natty Dredge. Whoa. Part of the exodus to Germany. Yeah. (laughs) You're on that plane, man. He's leaving. It's so strange. I'm listening to the show and there is a little bit of delay. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't really think I was live. I had such a good time last night, man. Are you high? so cool, actually, Justin. Nate, are you high? No, I'm not, sir. I am not. (laughs) Are you smoking organic (laughs) weed? I do not do. I did not do that. I actually have to apologize to JP um, just for you know solidarity sake. I, I do apologize. Right. Hey man, it's it's all right. You're on the air, and I don't want all this personal stuff happening on the air because no one knows what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> well, so, I know that. Thanks I for know. the call, though. <laughs> hey, happy Thank birthday, you. Natty! It's your birthday today. Oh, yeah. Yep. Happy birthday, my friend. You gonna get Thank some more? Thank you. I'm gonna be a respectable adult, and uh, I love you guys. So keep it up, and I. I will be listening for the show, the uh, anniversary show as well. Great. Maybe you and Silk should come over and watch The Sopranos. Oh, we actually would love to. Yeah. You should bring <laughs> some organic cocaina for your, for your birthday. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. You know what I mean, JP? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you very much. See you, man. Happy Later. birthday. Cheers. Later, man. Oh, he has his own exit music. Uh, Daniela's back on the line, too. Hello? Daniela? No, she's not really there. She thinks she's there, but she's not. No sound. All right. Can we go now? Eh. Anniversary yeah. show next week. Don't miss it. I'll put up the uh, store tonight. You'll be able to buy Jamil Books pre-order. Also, click on Brew Your Own Magazine because that helps us if uh, you order that. That's on our site. And, um, yeah, anything else you can do to be a good soul. We have another phone call. <laughs> God damn it. I hate it when this happens. I know. It's great, though. No. <laughs> These are my favorite kind of calls right here. Yeah. See everybody. Come to the anniversary party. You're not going to want to miss it. Cheers. Don't you be the lover that I'm